And remember that we are not descended from fearful men. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Five, four, three. The Kellen and Alex Show. Zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good to be here, guys. Last time it was pretty intense media, Catholic media, but yes. this time, NFL. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, I, uh, last time, I have to admit, I uh, I didn't do a lot of prep for it. I was like, okay, like I'm coming on, like, you know, as uh, I, was, I was taught when I was a com art student, it was like, you do like two, two, three hours of preparation for every hour you're on air, right? And we were on for three hours. I'm like, okay, I got to. I should prep for this. And um, Jocelyn was like, no, no, don't worry about it. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, I, I need to prepare something. Turns out I didn't have any time. Um, and I, I, I slightly apologize because as, as fun as that conversation was, um, I would listen back to it o- over again. I was like, man, I was all over the place. I was like trying to say so no, much. No, it was but, great. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. It was still a lot of fun to, ha- to, to have that conversation. So. Yeah. I still have not seen The Chosen. <clears throat> Which you haven't mm. seen it, man. It's no, good. You gotta watch it, bro. <laughs> Just for that, <laughs> you gotta watch it, man. Yeah, we talked a lot about that Christian movies, but this dude. time NFL, dude. Yes, I roll. I'm like behind. What week are we in? Is four. Week, week four. Week, four, week four, four, four coming up. Dang. Tonight's um, the Jaguars and the Bengals, and it's gonna be who decide match of the oh it's number BCS one X. game. Yeah. So it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. And Trevor Lawrence so far has not had a good year. He's, really? Well, he plays for the Jaguars. Yeah, too, like, let's God, be real. Let's be real. This Gardner Minshew right? put up similar numbers to Baker Mayfield last mm-hmm. year, and Baker Mayfield had Jarvis Landry for part of it, Odell Beckham Jr., actual running game, an actual offensive line, an actual defense, and an actual coach. So, like, Jacksonville is horrid. <laughs> Not the place you want to be. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Trevor. You deserve better. <laughs> Why do they even have a football team in Jacksonville? Hashtag, Jacksonville. hashtag Trevor deserves better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He isn't the Get what, okay, there we go. What would be the best team for Trevor Lawrence? Like, where would he fit best? Anywhere he except for Jacksonville. Okay, <laughs> he needs a quarterback. Um, Jacksonville does. <laughs> <laughs> they have one, but uh, I think rough. I think a good fit for Trevor Lawrence would be Houston. Um, because I mean, Houston. Sorry, do you want the same exact thing to happen to him? I, I don't know, man. Is that think, happening I think right they now? Have a little oh, bit gosh. better. A little bit of a Who, better. Who's, team a, than... who's on Texans? QB. Texas. <laughs> Had Deshaun well, Watson, but he had so many yeah, sexual he, assaults. He, yeah, he's he's oh, having some other problems off do the field. Think, do you think he did all, any of that? Part of I me, mean, part of me thinks that he did not do any of there that. There is people trying to get him. I, I think it's it's almost impossible to properly theorize about that's kind of stuff, and I really don't want to get into as far as if he actually did it or not. The bottom line is, if he did it, it was a horrible thing, and he deserves punishment for it. And if he didn't do it, then however this came about needs to be rectified, and uh, whatever dishonor was done to his name needs to be uh, taken care of. That's the bottom line of it. And I think that's something everybody can agree on, regardless of who you technically believe. Sure. I will say though that what was it, thirty women coming out and saying that some like that it something was like happened. Seven women or something. Thirty women, almost thirty. Yeah. yeah, but then he his attorney was able to get about the same amount that said he was always civil and all this other stuff. So. Sounds- wait, wait, that's sixty women in total. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> half saying one thing, half saying the other. Which is to me, it's bogus. But like, you've seen times in professional sports where women just want to call out professional athletes that, and they get money because of it. Oh, well, but you also see times where where women uh, like a. a a larger and larger amount of women are calling somebody out and it turns out to be true a la Bill Cosby. Um, so it, it, it's it's really 
I don't like the idea of theorizing about something like this when in the end we all agree that if he did it, it was horrible and he deserves punishment. Mm, Bottom yeah. line, right? Yeah, he, I mean, he's already not he's not going to play for the Texans anymore. He's already off the team, so he, yeah, that's... it sucks. I mean, I was thinking earlier today, like, that's something that when you become a professional athlete, especially in America, everything is covered, right? You can, you can say one small thing in a post-game interview, and mm-hmm. everybody blows it up, right? I just wonder... I mean, that may be a little bit different than uh, I mean, 30 women allegations. That, no, that's but... true, but I'm... I, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> But what I'm saying is like yeah, we need more alcohol. For that. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is like it's good. Mm-hmm. This is good. Not, sorry, not not the allegations. The the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the alcohol. I like these. Let the record be straight. These allegations. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was watching this video of um, I think I forget what his name is. He played in, in the NBA, and <laughs> he was in a post game interview, like in the locker room or something. And he was saying, he dropped it like mother, like y'all mother efforts don't see what we do in practice every day. Cause mm-hmm. people were like making judgments and everything. And like the team isn't very good. And he's like, you reporters, y- y'all mother don't know what we do in practice. What was every the context? Day. Like somebody was just like blaming him and the team that they sucked. And like it's not. I mean, fair enough. I, I mean, mean, yeah, they suck. <laughs> they weren't that bad. It was the Indiana Pacers, but like they, they suck well, compared to other they, professional yes, athletes at the go. top of the world. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And so, not yeah, in general. And he fair lashed enough. out. He was like, "Y'all motherfuckers don't know. Don't see what we do every day in practice. We work our asses off. Like, why do you guys keep making comments that we suck? It's like being a professional sports star alone is so difficult. I mean, I watch videos of like NFL guys working out. It's like, it's like superhuman. Yeah. And they have to be that way. It's a, it's a merciless Oh, it's sport. tough. They put a lot of work to it. And even outside of that, just the uh, amount, especially the stars, that get so much attention. I was listening to um, The Herd the other day, uh, Colin like Cowherd. And he was, talking about, he was talking about Tom Brady before he won a Super Bowl. Right before the Super Bowl, you know, before he won it. So he just won the AFC Championship game they did against the Steelers. And he was trying to go out to, it was either a bar or a restaurant with some friends of his. And the like, they couldn't even get inside the restaurant. The moment they got out, some one or two people saw him, and then all of a sudden, it was this like flock of people, like not even being like, "Oh, can you sign an autograph?" Just like this flock of people wanting to see Tom Brady before Giselle, before the Super Whoa. Bowls, before just like before <laughs> this all this before happened, Giselle? before Giselle. This is two thousand two, the Super Bowl, right? Right <laughs> before they, too. <laughs> right before they played the Rams, he couldn't wow. get into a restaurant. Oh my like, God, sucks. yeah, like as a professional, like, especially when you're like that next level professional mm. athlete, like not every professional <laughs> athlete. I remember when Malcolm Butler made the interception <laughs> to win Super Bowl 49 and uh, NFL, like nobody knew who he was because he was an undrafted free agent. All of a sudden he makes his play and all of a sudden he's in the world spotlight. But like a few weeks later, NFL Network did this hilarious thing where they took him out to the streets interviewing like Boston New England fans about, oh, like the Super Bowl, like, you know, showing them different plays and then showing them the Malcolm Butler play like. It's Malcolm Butler showing them the Malcolm Butler play. They have no idea it's him, right? Oh. It's not all athletes, but like some of the big ones, they, they can't have, they, they can't go out to the store. I mean, I'm sure that that's, that's like, that sucks, right? And sometimes you'll see photos of just celebrities in general wearing sunglasses. I suppose it helps being super rich, but you I know. Mean, you know <laughs> I mean, you see like just superstars just walking down the street, you know, walking their kids. 
and like, <laughs> and, like and like and they're wearing sunglasses, but people just flock to them. It would be so I would, that would suck, you know? It'd be different if one guy was like, hey, what's up, Tom? Instead of like a hundred people flocking, mm-hmm. you can't even get into a restaurant. Like I that, heard a story, I have no idea if the story tr- is true, but if it is, it emphasizes why I love Kansas City as a city, mm-hmm. not necessarily the team, but the city. I love Kansas City. Uh, I heard a story, again, don't can't verify if it's true at the moment, but it was a story of Patrick Mahomes and his then girlfriend, now fiance, going out to this restaurant in Kansas City. And during the course of the meal, like people looked and everything, but nobody like got up and bothered them and they just let them have their dinner. And as Pat, as Mahomes and uh, his, his girlfriend were leaving, uh, when they paid their bill, they paid the bill for everybody in the restaurant and said, thanks so much for it. And as they were leaving, he, Patrick was like, thanks so much for letting us have a quiet dinner. You guys rock. And then like they found out all their checks were paid for. Wow. I don't know if that's true. We got a five hundred million dollar contract. We should find out if that's true. Yeah. Got a five, <laughs> so it's great. No, he got awesome. a five hundred million dollar contract. He bought his girlfriend. A I think this was before the contract, but he was a first round pick, so he still yeah. made millions. I, it's like he bought his girlfriend a Lamborghini. There's $250,000 down the drain. You That's know? what I'm saying. Don't worry, he's Even if you can't go out, it helps being rich. <laughs> Just saying. And one of those guys, he's rich. Thomas O'Brady. Playing uh, this weekend. My man. My dude. They're yes. going to destroy you guys. There are two Sorry. types of people in this world. <laughs> there are the Thomas O'Brady fanboys, and then there is everyone else. You know, <laughs> you know, after last week, though, you guys played probably the most difficult team in the NFL, the Rams. I'll... Like so wait, are you, when you're, so hold on. I need to clarify. When you're saying you guys referring to me, are you referring to you guys as in Tom Brady fans or you guys as in Patriots fans? Uh sorry. Because <laughs> you were calling Buccaneers. me you guys with no, Patriots no, no, no. first, and then you go to the Tom Rams Brady team. fans. Tom Brady fans. Because you're still a Tom Brady fan, yes. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So you're a bandwagon. <laughs> no. That's not how that works. Okay. I'm a Tom Brady fan. Um they lost last week, thirty-four to twenty-four, to the Rams in LA, right. which I was not surprised. The Rams are good. The Rams are very they're three good. Now. They're three. The Rams. Ever, I, I think the Rams the were going to be the competition for the Bucks. If you didn't know that, you didn't know football very well, or at least weren't following football coming into the season. Um, Matt Stafford is has just basically been captive in Detroit. I mean, he had obviously Megatron for a lot of time, but. It was also when he was a younger player. He's much more experienced, extremely tough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so to put him in a situation with the Rams where he actually has a good coach, not just a good coach, possibly a great coach, um, excuse me, uh, on top of you know the weapons he has there and the insanely good defense he has, it, it's not surprising to me Matt Stafford is so far, granted it's only beginning of the season, I think so far doing well. I think nice. that if they keep going the way they do, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I'm convinced. Well, you never know, though, in playoff games because – it just, they can be surprises, you know. Honestly, I think injuries are going to be the deciding factor between the Bucks and the Rams this year. Because, I mean, yeah. the, the, the Bucks were down, couldn't win by what? About 10 points. Part of that was because their second secondary was decimated by injuries. Yeah. And Antonio Brown was out. And another, uh, I forget his name, but another key player for the Bucks was out. Like, Rams had next to no injuries, if I'm, at least not with any key players. They had all the receivers or quarterback uh, Lyman defense, nobody was injured. You could easily say that made 10 points. Imagine if, say, well, Aaron Darn- Darn- Donald was probably the biggest name, so maybe not him because that wouldn't quite be 
equal, but say like Jalen Ramsey was out, you know, say uh, Cooper Cup was also out. Um, if Cooper it, Cup was out, they might lose. Yeah, exactly. And really but then good. say the Bucks players were all healthy. Antonio Brown was there. Yeah. Uh, uh, their their top corner was there. Uh, Scotty Miller didn't get hurt. Like you could say the Bucks would win. So it, it's it's a situation where both of them are immensely talented, and by the time the playoffs come, if they meet in the playoffs, might be who's healthiest. I mean, fair enough, and hopefully, you know, I haven't seen too many guys in the NFL with season-ending inter- injuries. James no. White just had one. Oh, man. Oh, really unfortunate. Yeah, when he was playing the Saints, I think it was a hip thing, okay. which is tough because he's older. So, how much? How old is he? Uh, I want to say he's in his early 30s, but he's a running back. So, mm-hmm. that's, you're already getting, or his late 20s, but for, again, for a running back, that's... You know, it's pretty old, and I too bad because James White, from everything I've heard, is an incredible leader as well as just a great player. And uh, for, to have him out, he's a team captain for New England. It's a, a big blow for them. Mm-hmm. So the Rams and Bucks are doing well. <clears throat> Who do you think is going to be like the worst in the, the NFC? League? In the NFC or in, in the, the league? In the we can do NFC, NFC first. Okay. NFC? Well, nobody in the NFC West. <laughs> oh yeah, NFC West is very good. It, I was talking about this with uh, Rory. Uh, Coworker, and we were talking about because of the new playoff format with three wildcard teams, it is theoretically possible that the entire NFC West goes to the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> That's true. If they, they all like split with each Wait, other. Who's yeah. NFC West? NFC West is Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers. 49ers. They're, very They're good. all Rams are 3 0. Yeah. 49ers the are Cardinals, probably the Cardinals, though. Cardinals the Cardinals are really good. with Kyler Murray, Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones are technically the quote unquote worst team in the division and they're still undefeated. Yeah. Wow. At the moment. Wow. Dang. Yeah. And no, the Cardinals a... are not a bad team. It is... Wait, how are they doing playoffs now? Three wild cards? Is that new or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing it's a seven, seven team player format, a, a conference format. So it's uh, four division winners as per usual, and then three and wild then cards. Three wild cards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. And so the second the second seed doesn't get a buy anymore, but they get okay. to but they get to play the worst seed in wild the card. yeah in the wild card. Four so. games. <laughs> Which you was could that controversial? Like for them what? adding another game, or it was a little bit. Okay. Uh, it was a little bit, but like the players okay. also got a stupid amount more money from the from the deal, which. But at the same time, the players were kind of trapped from what I understand because if they didn't take it, the deal they would get after that was not going to be great. And the owners could have just continued starving them out. Oh, so right, yeah. It was it was kind of a situation where they got more money, but like there wasn't really anything they could do about it. Um, but they also got rid of a preseason game. So they only had three preseason games this year. Oh, so. cool. So 17 game format. I kind of like that. But then again, I also, I think. I've I got to get used 16. to it in my head. I know. Because it's, it's like 14 and two. Nope. 14 and three or 15 and two. You know, it's like, I'm mm. so used to how the record ends at the end of the season <clears throat> that I'm just. Uh, so we said the good. So the AFC West, or sorry, NFC West is really good. NFC West can never be considered. First off, it's the best pure division in football. It probably is. It probably is, yeah. Uh, At the same time, the NFC NFC East is probably the worst division, at least in the NFC, potentially the the entire league. Is that? Yeah. No, it's the Washington football team. Washington? Yeah. Jets? New York Giants? No, no, no. no. No, Jets is AFC East. That's AFC. So it's Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, Washington. Okay. That is so funny that they're like the worst now. Well, I I mean, they used to be the worst. I don't know. This year, they might be a little bit better as a a division as well. The Giants are struggling... The Eagles look like they're going to be okay, but are also struggling. 
Washington. I think the Cowboys going back and forth. The Cowboys are actually looking better on defense, which is slightly surprising. Who they played so far? They played the Bucks. They played the Bucks, and it was a really close game. game Uh, But then Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does, and he leads a comeback drive with a minute twenty left. Because why would you leave that much time on the clock with him? And he has a timeout. Are you insane? Um, Anyway, um, you know, hey, I'm okay with it. I was was pulling. I was pulling for the Bucks in that situation. Uh, so yeah. I'm cool with it, but you know, you know, just just questions, legitimate questions. <laughs> well, that's what yeah. Tom Brady does. I mean, that's yeah, that, he's, he's, that's the he's thing I said. It, he's done it for so long that he knows how to operate the game. Like he he knows when he's doing it, he's in control of the game. No one else is in control. Not the coaches, not the offensive coordinator, not the any any of the in coordinators, the Bowl, not the head coach. It's in, all him. In the Super Bowl, remember when they were on that goal line stand? I think he ended up throwing. That was one where he threw the touchdown to Antonio Brown, and he. He he went out of the huddle and was yelling towards the sideline. No, no, because they were calling a play. And he was like, "No, we're not doing that play." And he called his own play. It was a touchdown to AB. Gold. You know the wow. audible. Audible is a really cool thing because mm-hmm. you're basically taking authority. <laughs> you know, you're Pretty not depend. You're not depending on Sorry, the sideline. Coaches, but yeah, yeah. because ultimately the coaches aren't out there on the field, yeah. and there can be adjustments made. And you and the quarterback yeah. has the job to make that adjustment to. Hit the adjustments that the defense has made. Yeah. So okay, so uh, I don't know if you guys were gonna go here, but I'm gonna go here. Do it. Um, top ten quarterbacks of all time. You guys got lists. Brady's uh, number one. I don't know. For me, I Joe Montana's number one. <laughs> no, Brady's. For me, one. Joe Montana's number one. But four four Super Bowls, zero losses. Although Tom Brady. No, 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 no. This is this is an are, are you talking? Standard, my are, are you talking objectively or subjectively? Because subjectively, you could Both. say Joe Montana is my favorite. <laughs> cool. Both. Both. Okay. Joe Montana is the best of all time. Okay. Sorry to... Less... 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 <laughs> it's about to go down. Dude, dude less... <laughs> less um, rules protecting the receivers. The game was way different back then. It was a lot harder. And I think that that beats Tom Brady. I really does. I really mm. do. Okay. No. Sorry to insult... Okay. We're on the same page yeah, I mean, here. Super uh, sorry to insult you. Um, but keep them like I promise this is towards your argument and not you as a person. <laughs> no, 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 mine's towards uh, you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> I don't think there is there is no longer any legitimately good argument against Tom Brady as the goat. Well, you know, this actually beats. I was kind of messing with you guys, but. Joe Montana actually said that Tom Brady was the best quarterback of all time. So, what are you going to do? You can't. He has almost double the amount of rings that Montana has. If yeah. he wins this year, he will have twice as many as the next one, which is Has Joe. he passed the passing record? Or is that he's going up? He's okay. going to against New England. He has 68 that passing yards. That is hilarious. In he, New England. He needs, yeah. he needs like 300 passing yards to pass um, Breeze. 68. Just 68 yards? He just needs 68. Yeah, well, because oh, yeah. originally, I think at the beginning of the season, if I saw correctly, it was something like he needed to average mm-hmm. like 233 a game. He threw for 380 against the Cowboys, and then against the Falcons, he threw for like four-something. And then against oh, the Rams, he threw... Gosh. Against the Rams, he also threw four-something, even yeah. though they lost. Like, he was the only one that was play- on the Bucks <clears throat> that day that was playing fairly well. Um, so, like, he more than averaged 233 to the point where... At this point, all he needs is like 68 yards. That's insane. Yeah. Who, who has like, the record now? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew so. Brees. Yep. He Brady passed Brees as far as touchdowns, and now he's about to pass him as far as Brees you know, retired. Passing yards. Yeah, yeah, he just he retired just this past year. He you probably know, should have retired the year before, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. He was his last. Although year. I do hear that if Drew Brees would have retired the year before, there's a like the Saints would have pursued Tom Brady. 
Are you serious? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, I think oh, that was actually... That was reported on. by... Dude, I, they, I think I that they was, were, like, so... I think that was pissed. reported by Ian Rappaport, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God. And at that point, the Saints... Imagine the Saints, Reese's especially Reese's. that year, had a really great yeah, defense. They, they had Michael <laughs> Thomas, who at this point is, you know, with the whole surgery thing is out mm-hmm. and the, the whole mess. So, like, but, like, if Brady's there, you can assume that might not happen. You know, they... Gronk would have then probably gone to the Saints instead. AB might have ended up with the Saints. AB so and Michael weird. Thomas on the outside, like al- already they're a great team with the offensive gene because Bruce Arians is good. He ain't Sean Payton when it comes to the offensive brilliance. No. Like he would have had a better coach, almost as good as we- almost as good weapons, not quite, but almost as good with Michael Thomas, who's already considered one of the best in the league. And then AB probably would end up ended up going there. Like. Yeah, Saints probably would have given the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Saints would have won the Super Bowl. That's Hands true. Down. That's fair. Yeah. Hands down. So <laughs> that would have happened if Drew Brees would have retired, uh, I, I I believe. Yeah. And I think Ian Rappaport reported to keep that, going. if I'm not mistaken. They yeah. didn't do bad last year, right? The Saints? The Saints? No, they just lost to the Bucks <laughs> in the playoffs. That's oh, right. Yeah. right so, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that game. It was a good game. It was a good game. Was that the NFC Champion? No, no, no. They played the Packers. It was a divisional round. Divisional. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think did they have the like crazy catch like on the side and it got called back on the Saints or something like that? No, like, the Saints did a throw that ended up getting called back or something. <clears throat> I don't remember that. Uh, you might be it might be I'm a different be, game. A different game. Yeah. 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 Top, so, top ten. So, uh, top, top ten, 10 quarterbacks. quarterbacks. So your real top. Thomas Brady, <laughs> number one for me. I don't yeah. know. I think in terms, well, obviously in terms of touchdowns and yardage, it's Brady number one. Uh, and championships. I mean, my and, greatest and clutchness and pretty yeah. much any other measurement you have. My, my greatest NFL memories were the Peyton Manning versus Brady. Those like, Eli Manning. You know, near Thanksgiving and like incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was just like. Those were just so amazing. And as a kid, you know, I don't know how, how old I was, but it was just like, wow, that's football. And you know you're watching the greats. Mm. You know they're Hall yeah. of Famers. Yeah. You know they're true. making, like, there's a Randy yeah. Moss doing, like, a this with a Tom yeah. Brady pass. You know, like, I don't know. That was Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. Yeah. I mean, those Ooh, guys are just, yeah. like, it's so classic. Colts may not have had the greatest defense, but they put quite an offense around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, quite yeah. an offense. Yeah. And, uh, it was, yeah, I mean, as it's a kid, just, it's just, there's just a fun. magic around it. It's you just know? fun seeing, like, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks go out with ahead. good teams. And, oh, and, and there's, like, five minutes, and then one scores a touchdown, and, and then yeah. the other scores a touchdown, and then they're... That was seven year when both of them were undefeated, and yeah. the Colts got up, and then the Patriots came back, and, and the one where they... Uh, fourth and two. Uh, I still hate that memory. <laughs> the fourth and two, and the... Had the Manning interceptions in the AFC Championship game, where they mm-hmm. like Manning accused them of cheating mm-hmm. just because the Patriots were in, they were like in his head, and he, Manning threw like three or four picks in the 04 season when he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, just Gosh, yeah, seventeen four, and then uh, you know that ah man, and then the when the Broncos were up on the Patriots twenty four to nothing in Gillette, and the Patriots came back and won in overtime because oh Wes Welker, who had gone from the Patriots to the Broncos, fumbled. A punt return, <laughs> like he dropped it, and the Patriots in overtime kicked the field goal to win. Like classic, classic matchup. That's insane. Oh my gosh. Brady Manning Bulls were just, and the Manning Dude, get the better. The problem with my end. list are just it's only people I've grown up with. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah of course. Manning, sure, sure, sure. But like, I, oh, yeah, I don't I was know. The say, whole who, so Montana, like, like, let's let's continue this. Who's your number two? For me, it's Joe Montana. Okay, I think cool. I think that makes sense. See, but I like 
all the, you know, Joe Namath and sure. John Elway and like all those guys I have no idea about. Because I don't sure. know the history. Yeah, you know, so actually, I, I don't I know, literally I don't just know go much. I know, about, I know about John Elway. He lost to the, he lost to, what was it? Was Joe Montana or was it um, Steve Young? Uh, he lost, John Elway lost to Joe Montana. Yeah, lost to Joe Montana. Uh, they, he lost dude, to, the, they, to Washington. Dude, they really? lost They yeah. lost the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Guess what the final score was? Yeah, that's right. 55 yeah. to 10. Damn. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. That, that, they also beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl. They did. That was, with, that was with Steve Young. That was with Steve Young. Yep, Steve Young. Um, okay, so number two, Joe Montana. Honestly, I don't really know many QBs after that, okay. to be honest. Well, what about one of the guys we were just talking about? Do you want me to tell you? Because I wrote this Joe down Namath? before I came here. Manning? No, Joe, not, not Joe Namath. I don't have him in my top ten. Um, I mean, you wrote New down the list. I did write down the list. Yes, okay, I did. let's I did. do it. Here we go. So, obviously, Brady's number Almost one. There's, there's, he's like... He's about to lap everybody at number one. Let's yeah. be real. There's, there's no. It is ridiculous. At this cool. point, at this point, I even think it, <clears throat> it's arguable. But I think he is not just the greatest quarterback, but the greatest football player of all time. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know we about that one. That. That's that's more arguable, but I do think that he has it. Um, <clears throat> second, I have Montana. Like nice. another huge thing for Montana is what is it, sixteen and zero as far as touchdowns to interceptions. Yeah. Not throwing a single interception in any Super Bowl he played in. Yeah. Incredible clutch performer. Play like was a part of orchestrating the biggest blowout in Super Bowl history in fifty five to so, ten. So right. Uh, it, they beat the Bengals twice. Really? 20, Twenty to sixteen. And Joe, Joe Montana was at the two yard Correct. line, and he led a ninety eight yard drive with two minutes left, and they beat the Bengals. Yeah, oh, insanity. Yeah. I mean, Montana was is when it came to clutch. He was he was the, of his time the he was the blueprint clutch. for a clutch quarterback before Brady came along. Mm-hmm. It was like it's like that's what you look towards. He was the undisputed goat of quarterbacks for uh, I, I, up until probably Super Bowl fifty one when Brady beat the Falcons. Because even when Brady insane. beat the Sea, even when Brady beat the Seahawks, and he had it was four for four, it was still a debate at that point. Once yeah. Brady beat the Falcons, I was like, ah, you, it's, it's, you can't, you can, but you can't really argue this anymore. Um, so like, yeah, for decades, Joe Montana was the guy for good reason. Obviously, the stats aren't exactly the same because in the era it was played in, this, you're just it's, not throwing for the same amount of yards and touchdowns exactly. Era, yeah. So like. Yeah, stats-wise, it doesn't exactly match up. And I think the only other knock, which quote-unquote knock that you can have against Joe Montana is he played with an obnoxious amount of Hall of Famers. Like, we look at Tampa right now and be like, wow, Tom Brady has all that that talent. It's like, that was Joe Montana's whole career. Yeah. Plus, the one receiver he had was the greatest of all time, which no, not Mike Evans, not A.B., not Chris Godwin, not Scott. Nobody comes close Jerry to being Rice. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Right. Who is I mean, that's undisputed, the for one of undis- the greatest football players. That, yeah, he is. But <coughs> he is undisputed, the, the, great, undisputed the greatest receiver of all time. Like, yes. not even close. Yeah. The closest person is Randy Moss, who I would say is number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, Jerry Rice, hands down, greatest receiver ever. Um yeah, he he he's definitely up there as far as great. Also, Jim Brown as far as greatest Jim football Brown. player ever. Yeah. Like I obviously none of us were even close to being around when he played, but all I'm I'm telling you, all you need to do look up highlights of Jim Brown. You cannot tackle the man. <laughs> he just it's like it's like it's all black and white. It's grainy. It's the grainiest footage you you can barely make out what like the the outline of the players on the film. But you cannot tackle this man. <laughs> it's like he will run through literally your entire defense. And who did he play for? 
The Browns. Oh, the Browns, yeah. It was pre-Super Bowl era, so it was back before yeah. anything. The Browns time. before the Super Bowl era were the best of all time. Really? There was nobody even close to the yeah. Browns. Then, were, every time. Then America was like, okay, this sport matters now. And the Browns are like, ha see ya. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're done. We're done. We're done actually being good. <laughs> yeah. They're finally starting to get back into a little bit. Baker and those guys. I'm true, gonna... true. They actually got to the divisional round last year. Anyway, yeah. so Montana is my number two. Manning's my number three. Oh, I mean, like, Manning. granted, he, Which one, he Peyton won. or Eli? Because <laughs> Eli beat Brady twice. Eli does not deserve. To... He beat Eli Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Eli, not only does he not deserve to be Helmet in the top catch. ten. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he beat Brady twice. Yeah. No other Hold quarterback's on. done that. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> not only does Eli Manning not deserve to be in the top ten of all time, he does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he has two Super Bowl wins. He has two Super Bowl wins. They're thinking about him? He has no. two Super Bowl wins, both against Brady. Yeah, how much they score in each of those? They won 17-14. to 14. They limited Brady to yeah, 14 yeah, so they, points. That, I'm sorry, Eli Manning limited Brady to 14 points, or the defense just destroyed the Patriots' offensive line so Brady didn't have a chance to throw the ball? So what am I saying? So we're talking about Eli Manning going to the Hall of Fame, not the Giants' defense. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. So, the, so the Giants catch. score. He made a clutch throw. No, no, that That's wasn't it. a clutch throw. That was the luckiest play in the history of sports. Clutch. <laughs> that is the luckiest play. Luckiest play in history of sports, bro. Luckiest play in the history of sports. There's no argument against it. Okay, well, no actually, good argument. What was the other? It is the luckiest play. The se- and the second luckiest play of all time is the uh, Kershaw catch in the Super Bowl Forty Nine. Uh, when the Seahawks played the Patriots, and there was that bobbling catch where it just like hits off his <laughs> arms and his legs after Malcolm Butler had originally like knocked it, yeah. and Seahawks almost. I remember watching that I game. I was senior that. in high school, and I see his play. I was like, "How does my right team sideline, keep right? getting it? Like they're 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 in the position to win the game, and all of a sudden these just lucky plays keep out ha- like like." Yeah. How does this happen? But then Malcolm Butler made the interception, and I was happy. But in the Giants Super Bowl, the first one, that is the luckiest. Eli Manning himself admitted he just saw, he like somehow got out of that sack because a guy was like, oh, I think he, like a Patriots player was like, oh, he's down. I'm not, I, I can just let go now. And another Patriots player was being held by an offensive lineman that was clear and oh, blatant, but nobody called. Stop. Watch the stop footage. It. Watch the, <laughs> stop but besides it. that point, besides that point, <laughs> he somehow gets out of getting sacked there and gets out of the penalty not being called on the offense and just admittedly said, Tom I saw, boy. I saw like blue color and I just threw it that way. He literally admitted that it was just complete utter he, sheer luck. He threw the ball right to the receiver and he caught he it. He threw the ball up in the air and there was, and it's, it's like so the receiver pay- stuck bubble gum to his helmet. And was like, this is what it was really wild. Be. I mean, it, it was, but it's one of those moments. It will be one of the most historic. It's the luckiest uh, play in Super Bowl history. In, in the, sports history. What was yeah, the true. other score though when he beat Brady the second time? It was. Uh, was I think it was something like it was like twenty to seventeen or twenty-one to seventeen something. Yeah, like that. twenty-one. Was that the first time he beat him? The helmet. That catch was the second. No, the helmet catch was seventeen to fourteen. That was the and first then, one. Right? And then the second one was. Uh, <laughs> it was also again a low-scoring game. You no, know, Eli's because Wes right? Welker couldn't catch a pass that hit him in both his hands. You know, like Eli Manning is strange because he was so good like 10, 15 years ago. But he's no, just no, 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 no. He had two really good seasons, and even those really good seasons, like they barely made it over five hundred. 
Barely. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, the two seasons that they, card? they, they, they just caught fire. They just caught fire at the end. They okay. just caught fire end of the season yeah. and into the playoffs. They just caught fire and went all the way, which, hey, kudos to them. Like, no. they, they did Dramatic. an incredible job. But if we're talking about Eli Manning going to the Hall of Fame, <clears throat> he had two really good seasons. Even those seasons barely went over 500. You kind of caught fire the way they did. All the other seasons, like, if, yeah, he went, what, 500 as a starter? But if here's the thing, if you beat Tom Brady twice, what is what is that saying? What's that saying, Joe? Again, well, because it's not a it's more of a testament to Tom Brady than it is to Elon. <laughs> no, it's more well, of a I testament to the defense and the the, the, the defense, defense that that shut him down or shut down the offense rather uh, to because again, it is a team game. As much as we, we can talk about, look, we can talk about greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, but I, it would be foolish for anybody to say that as much as important as a quarterback is that uh, a quarterback is respo- entirely responsible for a team winning and losing. He has a great deal to do with it, and a lot of times is the tilting factor. Um, but by no means is a quarterback the only player on the field, right? There's so many other factors yeah. that go into it. Uh, that's why sometimes teams that are far less talented beat teams that are better than them. It's not like the NBA where you have seven chances to like that, and it more ensures that the best team is going to win. Like this is. One game, this every game is a game seven when it comes to the playoffs and the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, so it's not about, it's not like, oh, well, this team won and th- this team didn't, therefore Eli Manning's Hall of Fame. That's not how it works, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That I mean, granted, because of, I think he might end up getting inducted into the Hall of Fame just because of what you say of the, uh, oh, he has two Super Bowl wins against Tom wait, Brady. Wait, wait, wait. I just don't think that's, <laughs> I think that's a bogus argument and it's not mm-hmm. enough. I don't know. Didn't he, he just had some sort of, there was just something about Eli. Eli, he just went on stage in the New York Stadium, and that wasn't a Hall of Fame induction, was it? Was yeah, that no, Peyton? that was retiring his number recently. That was retiring his number. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely, Peyton's gonna get in there. Oh, um, Peyton just came, just went in this past August. He just went, oh, he yeah. did. Oh, yeah. okay, Honestly, there are some guys like Peyton where he. he it just, it just there shouldn't even be a vote. I think the conversation for if Peyton Manning should be in the Hall of Fame lasted like a total of thirteen seconds. Yeah, no, I was like, uh, oh, uh, Peyton yes. Manning, Peyton Manning. Uh, uh, Anything uh, we yes. have to discuss about this? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> well, how about those times he like? No, no, never mind. <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's like there have actually been people talking about, and I've, I've. This is this is good brain candy, um, but people have started to talk about should Tom Brady just get into the Hall of Fame early? Because he's like while he's still playing, because either <laughs> while he's short, like, like either like, the F up, I don't the Hall of Fame is okay. 43rd year of playing. Hold on, first off, I have not said what my opinion is on this. Okay. I'm saying because <laughs> I do have an opinion on this. Actually, I'm saying what I've heard be said. This so there's that idea of he's still you know what just like he's just so undisputed like the yeah, Hall of Famer at this point. Just 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 do it. Yeah. Um, then there's also the argument. Just you know what, as soon as he retires, just typically you wait five years. You know, and I think a lot of that is because of just hey, like let once the hype kind of dies down a little bit from right when they retire, you'll be able to more soberly decide if they actually belong in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas there are people that you could argue, that, hey, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, uh, Randy Moss, like a bunch of these people, you could argue, y- you could have a hundred years go by and they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Just Cut the cut cut the nonsense. Just put them in, right? Um, so there's so there's that. But there, but like that's never been. It, despite the fact how many locks there have been for first ballot Hall of Famers, nobody's ever still suggested like, hey, like 
let's just um, you know, let's just not wait the five years. There's no point. Let's just put them in. Until now, I've, it's it's not serious chatter, but I've heard a few places have been like, oh well, you know what? Tom Brady's just so much of a lock. Let's just put him in. Now, do if 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 any player deserves it, would it be Tom Brady? Yes. Do I think it should happen? No. You like the five year waiting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing: he's going to be sixty by that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not going to. You know, he's not. He's not going to stop playing football until he's fifty. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you, Gronk's going to stay with him. That's <laughs> just how it works. How old's Gronk? Have you ever heard of thirties? Do you ever like watch any of the Manscaped commercials with Gronk? <laughs> have you ever seen those? Uh, like, I have not. You know, I have not. Do you know what Manscaped is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like, I'm sorry. This is raw. This is the Kellen Alex show. But he's like. Honey, I can't find my balls anywhere. <laughs> have you seen those commercials? That's I right. have not. It's, not. it's like, How take care of your balls. <laughs> so, yeah. Ron's it's so funny. He's, <laughs> he's behind a bush, butt-ass naked, and he's... His girlfriend's like out there by the pool. He's like, Dude, honey, I can't find my balls. On the, on the, you know. I mean, look, if you're a wide receiver... Oh, I mean, Gronk is... Well, he's a tight end, but... Um, yeah, I mean, if you got a guy like Tom Brady who's still playing, like, there's no way you're going to retire. If Tom Brady why still wants you on the team, he, why would you retire? I mean, it's right? the coolest. It's the coolest <laughs> pair. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they work so well together. I mean, oh, one yeah. of the plays that they had against, I think, it was the Cowboys. Um, they just kind of both, without Tom saying anything, they kind of both read what was happening. Tom called an audible, uh, made a really genius play uh, in reading the blitz. It was phenomenal. But uh, yeah, I, I think part of my reasoning for <clears throat> saying even Brady should wait the five years, because again, if any player deserves it, I think Brady would deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are a lot of players that would deserve to not have to wait five years. But if you had to pick one, you know, it would obviously be the person who I think is the greatest football player of all time. Um, but I think you sh- you should continue to wait, partially because of that emotion, because once you start justifying, and this goes for a lot of things in life, but once you start justifying bending the rules for one person, you're gonna you, you're gonna start finding a way to bend the rules for other people. Yeah. Right. So at the moment you say, okay, but Tom Brady is like an exception, so let's do it. And you say, okay, fine. Yeah, you can't. But then that. like, yeah. But then like other people come along and be like, and the media maybe they don't win as as many rings as Tom, but maybe say they win. Maybe it's like Patrick Mahomes wins like three rings by the end of his career. And, you know, three-time Super Bowl champion. But, like, because he's so... The media is just enamored with him, which is a whole other conversation. Um, like, because they're so enamored with him, you're like, you know what? He's, like, he's like almost the greatest... He's, like, he's like almost the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, he's he's so good. And he had so many highlight reels. And he's so awesome. And I love him so much. Like, Put him in you the know, just, like, Right forget, away. Which, yeah, got to be fair, if he, wins three, if he wins three Super Bowls, yeah, heck yeah, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Given his talent level, given what he's done so far... What he would do by that time and the rings that he would have at this point when you have three. Yeah, no, he would deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Easy. That's not even a question. But um, you would start then you would start bringing that 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 line down a little bit. So then what if somebody is a little bit more borderline? Right. And then you start over time through even if it took generations, you would that that line would start, start to diminish. So I think for the sake of keeping being able to keep as much as possible, the Hall of Fame uh, from getting too emotional, even Brady needs to rely, abide by the five-year rule. Yeah, I agree. I think it should be a, a process just the same. No, There shouldn't be any any exceptions made. And so we've gotten to three. 
of the top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Three there's Peyton Manning. Um, now we're on to four. Guess who? I, you're never going to guess who I have as number four. Joe Theismann. Nope. Brett Favre. Nope. Who do you play for? The Baltimore Colts. Yeah. Wait, it, wait, did you say Theismann? No, not Theismann was for the for Washington. Oh. What's the first letter and first name? J. What the? Johnny Football. Johnny Unitas. Johnny yeah. Unitas. Yeah. Wow. Granted, this was tough simply because, again, I didn't grow up watching him. I didn't even come <clears throat> close to grow up watching him. He played in like the 50s or 60s, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, but from what I have researched and just also kind of trying to trust some experts who were like all around then to talk about him, um, two-minute offense came from that guy. Yeah. Really? Uh, timing <laughs> on timing on wide receiver throws mm-hmm. from quarterbacks came from this guy. Tough as nails. Uh, one of one of those original like tough quarterbacks who like while the defense is like slapping you left and right, silly, uh, is just continually getting up. Um, again, pre Super Bowl era, but like uh, just annihil uh, just annihilating, uh, annihilating, uh, going to NFL championship games and just nice. Absolutely crushing it. Uh, so I, especially from everything he did for the game to get being kind of the the starting point of so many of the things in the game we see today, I just I had to put him on the list and I had to put him kind of high out of out of out of respect. Uh, fifth, this was really hard. It was between two, Elway and Marina. Oh, uh, it I, was tough. Because I did the latter. Elway, wait, did Elway ever win a Super Bowl? He yeah, won he won one, two. Right? He, he went to two. five. But Marino never won any. He never won any. And they he went undefeated one. one year. No. And well, they, they went. They went undefeated. But that wasn't Marino with Marino. That wasn't with Marino? No, it was not with Marino. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. The Dolphins had the undefeated season outside of Marino. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. then Marino would have a ring. Because yeah, they won the Super Bowl that Oh, year. did they win? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. They won against Washington. I got to get back on my football history. <laughs> I mean, Dude, those old school weird. like NFL Network shows. Where it's they, like, Go through like all. Like, I am not. Ten. I am not the most versed in NFL history, but it just so happens that all the stuff we ended up talking about, I was like, oh, I know a bit about that and a bit about that. But, yeah, like, nice. So it's just like kind of working out in my favor. But don't let it. Don't let you be fooled. I'm not the most knowledgeable <laughs> yeah. about like all ancient of history of Super Bowl. Yeah, right. you know, so who'd you put? Did you put Elway or Marino? <sighs> With a slight edge to Elway. Yeah. Slight edge. I, to be I, fair, I, Marino's 84 goals. season, he's thrown for 5,000 yards in 84. Yeah. That's insanity. Like, can you yeah. imagine? He, he would have thrown for 6,000 yards in this at, yeah, at least. Yeah. Like, to think you were thrown for 5,000 yards in that era, like, that's that's, that's nuts. Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's crazy, crazy talk. You, you, I don't under, you can't. It, it's just impossible. Um, but. You know that, but that's that's the only reason he's so high on the list because obviously the biggest drawback against him is he never won a Super Bowl. Which again, even though Super Bowls are a team thing, here's the other side of it: is that the quarterback is the most influent, the player that has the most individual influence on helping to make a Super yeah. Bowl happen. And um, I don't know whether that was his leadership. I. I wouldn't necessarily question it because a I obviously wasn't there in '84 was not even thought of. Um, B I haven't talked to any players that said oh, you know Marino is a great player but not so much a great leader. You know I uh, I I can't judge that for sure. I'm just saying I don't know if it was his leadership or if it was uh, just not being clutch or not. But whatever it was, he was not able to get it done when it mattered most. 
Well, you know, they went to the Super Bowl against the 49ers. And they lost 38-16. Yeah, they and they just, they, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. Granted, the 49ers were superior, but like... And that's the, other, that's the other thing about Peyton Manning. I think that, that even though he's so high up on the list because he's won two Super Bowls. Well, one, and then the all-time great defense the Broncos had in Super Bowl 50 handed him the other one uh, when he had like the worst passer rating in, for any quarterback in Super Bowl history. Um, something like that. But anyway, um, Peyton Manning, kind of one of the biggest things against him is most of the time in playoffs and Super Bowls, just couldn't get it done. I mean, infamously, there's the pick six he threw against the Saints mm-hmm. in Super Bowl 44, I think. Uh, yeah, just, Super Bowl at Denver, and the ball uh, goes over his head. I safety. think, yeah, yeah, yeah. First and play then, of the game. <laughs> yeah, that that was just like, ah, oh, that was brutal. Uh, yeah, uh, that that yeah, getting beat by the Legion of Boom there. I think that was the other thing. Once, uh, once Brady won his fourth Super Bowl against the same Legion of Boom that Peyton went up against. That's when all conversations between is it Brady or Manning that's better. That's when they all stopped because Brady beat the same defense a year later. Um, yeah, which it, that Peyton got annihilated, not just beat by, but annihilated by. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the point. Um, that was one of the biggest things against Manning is it also the I think five one and duns that he had in the playoffs, like in a row, in the late two, mid to late two thousands, I think. Um, anyway, just so many times where he just he just didn't Thanks. get it done in the playoffs mm-hmm. against teams that weren't necessarily that great, uh, that were in the playoffs. So. I think Marino kind of has a similar aura about him, but Peyton obviously still won more than Marino did, has more records than Marino did. Also, Peyton with the audibles and just being at that point in his career, the smart, probably the smartest mind uh, that football, football had seen yeah. at that point. Uh, I think he was Peyton's, unbelievable. I think Peyton's, like... Peyton's pre-snap reads are probably the greatest the league has ever seen. Um, Brady is just barely behind him as far as that goes, but Brady's... Really? Brady's why, why do you think that? Uh, why was Peyton better? Uh, Peyton was better partially for his audibles, his, be, his being able to see things in, in all clarity before they happened. It also came much more naturally to him than Brady did, and for Brady, he had to, he took a little bit more time to learn that. So you, I think you could put Brady on an even level with Peyton as far as that goes, but if you kind of had to pick, it just came more naturally to... Peyton, but I think Brady's speed reading is far better than Peyton's. Mm-hmm. And that's what ended up setting him apart where coverages would break down to a certain point, even earlier on in his career, for what I've heard from coaches, um, where plays would start shaping out a certain way. Belichick would talk about it, his offensive coordinator would talk about it. And Belichick would say stuff around the lines of, um, yeah, there there would be this play or that play, and it would be something we hadn't gone over. And I would think to myself as the play is unfolding, I'm like, oh, we didn't go over this with Brady, but like this is where he should put the ball and then he just did it without being told before like in his younger years as he was starting to assimilate stuff he was great reading things as they unfolded he actually had an argument with i don't know if it was like a full-fledged argument but like a, dis- a disagreement at least with one of his uh coach somebody in his coaching staff where he threw an incompletion or something like that and the coach was like what the heck were you doing like this should have happened this way he's like no 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 they were playing i think it was a cover 3 Maybe and he was like, no, no, no. It was disguised as this, but it shaped into this. And the coach was like, no, it's not. And he went back and watched the tape later, and he was like, oh, Brady was right. <laughs> as a young guy, this is you know. So as Brady has gone along, like again, his pre-snap reads are about as good as Peyton Manning's, but his um, speed reading as the play unfolds. Mm-hmm. That's why Peyton was able to get fooled by New England so many times. Is they 
Like, pre, like granted, pre-snap, they fooled them several times, but they weren't able to keep doing that. Peyton eventually adapted it, and they went back and forth. Um, but one of the reasons they were able to continually like, get Peyton multiple times after that is um, as the play unfolded, the Patriots' defense would turn into something else that it wasn't. And, you know, I think that's another reason why when Peyton got to the playoffs, he wasn't as good. That's where the best teams are. And when you have enough that best teams in a row and they figure out what your kind of what your key is to come after you, they get you. And I think that's what happened to Peyton. You know, a crazy thing that I think about all the time is it was Drew Bledsoe, right? That was the guy quarterback that for the Patriots. Before Tom Brady. Before Tom. You know, slammed. Yeah. It's like, think that one injury. Think about how that transformed football. If he didn't get injured, Tom Brady's probably on the sideline for a long time. It's it's difficult to say what would have happened. Think about that, though. Like, yeah. One injury changed the game of football forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady comes in and just starts dominating. The, the interesting thing about that is from, <laughs> from what I understand from the documentaries that I've listened to is that Brady actually had a better preseason than Drew Bledsoe did, but they also had just paid Drew Bledsoe like $100 million, which at that point in the early 2000s was a huge, a lot more than deal. Now. It was like a 10-year, $100 million contract, which is insane. Um, so like, even though Brady had a better preseason than Drew, they were like, oh, we, we just paid Drew. We're not, we're not, not going to play Drew, you know? Um, and, but like if Belichick would have had his, he literally, I was reading a book on it actually it was called the dynasty or just dynasty by, uh, Jeff Benedict and, uh, Bledsoe or Br- Belichick actually went to Kraft and said, Brady's had such a good preseason. Like, I know we have to play Drew, but if all things were created equal, I would play Brady. And that kind of surprised Kraft a little bit, but I was like, okay, we're obviously not doing that, but like, that's interesting. Well, they ended up playing Brady. Wow. <laughs> so, took over. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, because anyway. Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Second hurt? game of the yeah. season, what was it? Was it Mongols? Uh, oh, he got, he had one he got of the few. obliterated, didn't he? Oh, he got, he got <laughs> obliterated to the point where I've heard, um, fan testimony saying you could hear the hit from the from the stands yeah because oh it was insane I, yeah. he he lost uh it was a life-threatening injury and he, he could have died he could have died yeah it was insane injury and uh yeah nobody should have to go through that but yeah he uh yeah to it, it is kind of crazy how things happen sometimes Cheer but like it, it is interesting to theorize what would have happened if Drew would have stayed healthy because at that point Drew didn't play well in the first game he wasn't playing well in that game because I think it was third mm-hmm. fourth quarter that Bledsoe got hurt and he wasn't playing well the Patriots offense was not being able to move against the Jets and uh but when Brady took the field <clears throat> they started actually moving the ball uh they didn't quite have enough time to make a comeback uh in the sense I think they were down they were down by a touchdown. It was like 10 to three or something like that. And when Brady went on the final game winning drive, I think they ended up being at the 50, 50 yard line with like a few seconds left and Brady just threw a Hail Mary. It didn't work. But like the drive before that and before that, like the ball was actually moving far better than when it did with blood. So, so like Brady was already doing well, but like, obviously they have blood. So, so blood. So wouldn't have gotten hurt. Would he have continued to play bad? And if he would continue to play bad, would Belichick have just been like, "Sorry guys, we're uh, you know we're benching Bledsoe and uh, putting Brady <laughs> we're in." Putting Brady in. How would that happens. have gone? Because <laughs> uh, it was already kind of tense when uh, Bledsoe got back from his injury, like late in the regular season. Belichick was like, 
yeah, we're sticking with Tom because Tom was playing well. And um, who's the quarterback right now for Mac Patriots? Jones? Mac Jones. How's that going? I mean, like the game, the game against the Saints was closer than people think. I mean, it was like twenty to thirteen at one point. I think the Patriots had the ball, right? I think it was twenty to thirteen, remember. and then the Saints it was like twenty, and then the Saints got a touchdown. But Mac Jones didn't play great. He threw three interceptions, but to be yeah. fair, at least two of them weren't his fault. That's true. Yeah. Just like against the Cowboys, Brady threw two interceptions, but but neither of them were his fault. So. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots, honestly, they're probably not. I I don't think they're going to end up with a winning record this year. But then I'm again, holding out then hope again, that they will, dude. Then again, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Then again, though, this is they have a rookie quarterback. Went to Alabama. Doesn't matter what college you go to, though. Like NFL is a whole new level. Look at Trevor Lawrence. First game of the season, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Same story. We've seen it many times. I mean, it's you what happens. It doesn't really matter good how good you are. You get to NFL and just suck. It's because it's a whole new level. You yeah. have to adapt. Nobody's going to be perfect their first year. Like, you have to adapt to it. It's, that's yeah. just the way that it goes. But he could Mac Jones be another Tom Brady in the years to come? I have no idea. Uh, I think Dude, I see. I, 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 so. Okay, Dude, here's I think, the thing. I think <laughs> Tom Brady's a once in a lifetime. Tom. Here's the thing. Yeah, he is. I think I if if what you're saying is Mac Jones the next Tom Brady in the terms of style, how he plays, sure, they're very identical in the way that they throw the football and the way that they play. They're neither of them are super athletic, but that's a that is the line drawn where the 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 um, the similarities stop until Mac Jones proves otherwise. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think Mac Jones should have a problem with that. That's nothing against Mac Jones. I hope he's great. Heck, I hope after, especially after Brady retires, that Mac Jones finds his groove and the Patriots go on to you know win at least a Super Bowl. I hope the Patriots are great with Mac Jones. I am a Patriots fan, <laughs> like, but nobody's gonna be Tom Brady. Nobody. Uh, nah. I mean, nobody. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's so body. It is so. It's Tom Brady. I mean, how many Super? He's lost three though. Let's just hear it. How many is your? They had the one against the Rams. Against the Rams. Six. Against the Panthers. Game winning drive. Both game winning drive against the Rams when he was a little baby. When he was baby Brady. He still led a game winning drive against the best defense in the league. Against the Panthers. Game winning drive. 31 29 final score. Against the Eagles. Got up on them 10 and then held out to win the game. Wait a minute. They didn't beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. The Eagles beat them. No, no, no. first time they played. They played the Eagles twice. Oh, first they time played the Eagles twice. Yeah, and well, I was to go played, back. To I, that. I remember that because that was twenty eighteen. Yeah. The Eagles came back and won. Yeah, yeah that's the one Brady so, threw for five hundred yards in the defense. That's right. That's right. He still lost. He still lost. For yeah, because yards. the defense gave up like forty-one points. That's insane. Or something. Or no, no. Uh, sorry, was, thirty-nine. I think it was 39. forty-three to thirty. Thirty-nine. Yeah, because they were down by eight. So anyway, so Rams. Uh, it was Rams, Panthers, Panthers, Eagles, lost to the Giants twice, Seahawks, Atlanta, lost to the Eagles, won against the Rams a second time. Uh, they beat the Rams twice? Yeah, Rams mm-hmm. twice, because 13-3 to against McVay and Goff. That's right. Super Bowl I remember 53. that one. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Low-scoring game because Brady had nothing around him except for a beaten-down Gronk, whom he still made the <clears throat> pass of the game to That's to true. help win the game. Um, but... Yeah, that and then uh, and then Brady's seventh Buccaneers crushing the Kansas City Chiefs gave my heart so much joy. That was um, his seventh Super Bowl. That was the seventh. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. There's so many. Dude, just, uh, just that was a beatdown. I I mm-hmm. honestly like when I 
I hate Mahomes. I hate the Chiefs. Really? I hate, okay. That's the team that I'm I hate the most. I, I really don't like. I don't. I hate, hate I don't hate the Chiefs. I hate the media's love affair with the Chiefs. Yeah, me, me too. Yeah, me too. I, I don't mean I don't like them I hate in general because <laughs> I hate the Chiefs and the media. Por qué no los dos? <laughs> I mean, because I'm a Raiders fan. But like, I mean, I'm a Chargers fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, cool. so I mean, I just don't like him. I don't think that. I made this comment. This is like forty podcasts ago, where I was like, I don't think that. Superstars should get paid more than healthcare workers. Did you ever hear that podcast? I didn't. I was no. like, if Patrick Mahomes is making is doing a five hundred million dollar five hundred million dollar contract, then surgeons should make five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Think, just think about Joe. Think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Who has a harder job, Patrick Mahomes or a brain surgeon? Well. Come on! In the Super Bowl. Come on! <laughs> He's getting beat Dude, down. Every time a surgeon goes in to do a surgery, that's the Super Bowl for them. Yeah, yeah. No, sure, sure. Lives sure. are in their hands. If he can... Okay, to be fair, those brain surgeons do get paid a lot. Maybe not as much as Patrick Mahomes, but they do get paid a lot. It's ridiculous, um, though. It's like, dude. Sure, sure, sure. <sighs> No, I mean, like, I get... Here's the thing. Well, why, this is, what, this what, is a difficult what conversation. What started Is he the most paid person in the NFL? I, he paid. must he, be. I don't, he he's is, or Dak, Dak might have just passed him. Who? No, there's Dak no way. No, 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 no. Dak got, Prescott is paid no, more than... No, no, no. Hold on, Joe. Oh, my God. Mahomes yeah. got, like, a $540 million contract. There's nobody even remotely close to that. Yeah, I think Dak got more as far as either guaranteed money or something else. That's who insane. who deserves yeah. to make five hundred million dollars? That's half. That's half of a billion dollars. One I mean, contract. I mean, not one year. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like years. twelve years. But at sure, the same sure. time, it's so like so. Here, here's the what? thing. Here's the thing. Obviously, there's Give, there's pour no me more whiskey. I mean, there's no. The, the owners are making far more. So that's a okay. So yeah, the owners are making way far more than that's that's whatever. So here, let's. Uh, it's a difficult conversation in this sense. Um, the, the, the society we live in is very capitalistic, right? That's fair. And everything is about what you earn <laughs> oh, Mark, oh, Mark. in relation to the economics of supply and demand. Yeah. When it comes to quarter, first off the NFL, as we know, is a massive business that yep. makes a crap ton of money, yep. um, that, you know, According to the guidelines of our economy, they've earned. They've done exactly what they've earned it. They've quote unquote deserved it in the sense of that they've put the work forward and they did something that got people interested. Enough people were watching that generated enough revenue and they got so like there's all that money, right? According to supply and demand, you know, the 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 higher the demand is and the lower the supply is, you know, the the, the more pricey it's gonna be. Well, I was just talking about this with somebody the other day, and the amount of great quarterbacks in the league is small. There are some good quarterbacks. There are a lot of not great quarterbacks. Yeah. And you need to – also, at the same time, because rules favor the offense a little bit more than defense compared to years past, it's a quarterback – and because – not just that, not only are they favoring the offense, but it's it favoring the passing game specifically more <laughs> – the quarterback is even more important. Yeah. So the demand for quarterback is up because there aren't as many good quarterbacks. And the supply of quarterbacks is down. So the price to get them is going to go up. That's fair. Right? Yeah. So as far as economics go in a capitalistic society, it makes sense that that's how things would be. That's not saying it's necessarily right, right but, and just. But, but does, okay, five, does $500 million dollars make sense, though? Let's, let's rank current quarterbacks. <laughs> 
Patriots for some. Tom Brady probably still. Even, I don't think even Tom, today. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if Tom Brady's number one. M- Mahomes right is probably up there. He's top three, definitely. How about the quarterback that nobody talks about? You know, who? you know who I'm talking about. Who am I? Gardner Minshew. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> this guy right here. Derek Carr. Oh my gosh. Dude, first uh, for the first three weeks he has more uh, passing yards okay, than Brady. Okay, more passing okay. yards than anybody. Named AFC Russ, player Russ of the Russell Wilson's very good too. Wilson's uh, trash. What the frick is wrong with Russell you? Russell Wilson's I don't think he's very good. I don't think Russell. You're not very good. good. <laughs> um, Dude, the Russell Wilson's so good is Russell Wilson has, is Houdini super, and Cleats. He has a super. He is Houdini and Cleats. He has a superhuman called. You're that John. John, the Seahawks suck ass. Russell Wilson was outrunning defensive linemen before DK Metcalf thought of joining the pros. DK Metcalf like, is a superhuman. Absolutely, th- but he was out, man. Russell Wilson has had no offensive line for the past several years and has been having to run for his life and still put up pretty good numbers in the meantime. Like, he is freaking Houdini in cleats. I will stand by that to the bitter end. He is a class, even when I hated the Seahawks because I thought some people in the Legion of Boom were like snobby and like horrible. I still respected Russell Wilson because he is absolute class as a person, at least the way he presents himself. At least the way as he presents himself. And on the field, he he makes throws that Aaron Rodgers makes. He gets out of things better than Aaron. He gets out of pressure better than Aaron Rodgers does. And has just had very little Let's support since he won the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson. Raiders, dude, Derek Carr outclassed Lamar Jackson. What is it with you and Derek Carr? Because he's so damn good. It's been four games. <laughs> <laughs> he's beaten every record so far. And what, are you t- what record? What are you talking passing about? Passing yards. Uh, that's not beating a record. That just means he's leading in no, this that, particular that's what, not season. Record, that's what I'm saying. He's beating. The freak every, is wrong with you. He's beating every other quarterback right now. He's the you best were talking about in the hold league. Up. You were calling me a fanboy when I was you saying things. You are a fanboy. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm a Derek Carr fanboy. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. But here's the difference. I'm saying things. Granted, a fan of Tom Brady, absolutely. But I am saying things that people who hated Tom Brady's guts are now admitting. <laughs> begrudgingly, but agreeing that there is no argument to. You are saying these things that are absolutely dude, ludicrous that nobody else thinks dude, except for Derek Carr Derek fans. Car, Derek that Carr, is the key difference Derek here. Derek Carr never cheated. Tom Brady cheated. Oh, Tom Brady cheated. You want to go. You want to go. You want to go. You want to go. Let me tell you something right now. Oh, gosh. I have, to, Brady, I, have to, I have to sit here and deal with this <laughs> bull crap. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Tom Brady deflated balls so he could fit them in his hand better so he could make better completions. Derek Carr never did that. Derek Carr doesn't need to do that. Can I ask you a question? (laughs) Deflate gate! Who cheats? Can I ask you a question? Let me finish this and you can ask me a question. My dad used to be a Tom Brady fan and he's not anymore because Tom Brady cheated. He did cheat. And everybody knows that he cheated. So continue. (sighs) Okay. He cheated! Tom Brady cheated. He's a you know, cheater. It's a good thing I've already eaten dinner because I would have totally lost my appetite with all the crap that was just stuffed through my ears. <laughs> he cheated. Uh, Tom Brady so cheated. Let me, let me ask you a question. So did Aaron The Rogers. question that I that you said I could ask. Um, have you ever thrown a football? I know. I don't have hands like the NFL guys do. They have bigger hands. But clearly, if you, clearly, <laughs> if you deflate a ball to make it fit your size, mm-hmm. and you do that willingly. You have to agree that's cheating because that helps mm. your accuracy 
It helps everything, right? And did Tom Brady not do that? Hold he on. did, right? Did you answer my question? Let's start there. What was your question again? Have you ever actually thrown a football? <laughs> I have I have not thrown an NFL football before. Okay. Okay. Size football. Um I've thrown an NFL size football, obviously not at a professional level. Um, <laughs> I but, might have had once, uh, but I don't I, I've, I, I haven't played a lot of organized football. I've played a little bit of organized football, but I've played a lot of backyard football with friends. Okay, I'm not <clears> saying I'm an expert by any stretch compared to other people. But if a football is too flat, it is not only harder to throw, it's harder to throw a spiral. A spiral is very important to throw, as Aaron Rodgers will attest to, because the better spiral you throw, the easier it is for your receiver to track the ball. Throwing a flat football is harder than throwing something that's properly inflated. That's point number one. Point number two, do you remember that game? Like, Do you remember watching that game? Do you remember the course of how that game played out? Because at halftime in that game, the score was about 17-7, to and it was very close. Brady had thrown two interceptions. By that point, he was playing meh. In the second half, they realized that, hey, the balls were a little underinflated. They inflated mm-hmm. ball, the balls properly. You know what the final score of that game was? Something like 45 to 17, where Brady threw a freaking party on them. So not only, like, you could easily not take my word for it, because if you take my word for it, somebody who's a ho-hum non-professional that, you know, plays a lot of football for fun, but like, you know, it, you know, by no means is anywhere close to a professional. You'd be like, hey, yeah, whatever, what does his word matter? Uh, my word, you're right, my word doesn't matter. What does matter is the fact that Brady played leagues better when he had properly inflated footballs. And when he won the Super Bowl, he also had properly inflated footballs. Uh, and when he did the rest of what he's done to the league since, since then, everything's been uh, pretty normal, I think. That's so, fair. Fair. um... Yeah, so first off, even if he did infl- underinflate them, it didn't matter. Matter of fact, he would have been kicking himself in the foot, um, which honestly, anybody that hates Tom Brady should actually thank Tom Brady for. I don't as hate opposed Tom to Brady, being... I just hate the fact that he cheated. Okay, so anybody that hates the fact that they think he cheated um, <laughs> should should love Tom <laughs> Brady for that. that le- okay, Spygate know? was a thing. We'll, what, we'll get into that in a second. Say, let's oh, get let's get to that. Let's get let let's finish Deflategate. Yeah, Deflategate uh, first. Second off, second off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what Spygate was. Um, but, oh, was we'll, that? We'll get to we'll, okay, that. Was we'll Bill, get to that was Bill Belichick. We'll get to that. But we'll we'll get to that. Um, Deflategate. Do you know how much the the balls were underinflated that were being that were being thrown? I don't know, but I just heard that they were deflated a little bit. Okay. Well, emphasis on a little bit. Uh, the I think the the. <clears throat> I hate that I have to know this because these are really stupid facts that really don't affect the game uh, next to nothing. Um, Because here's the thing. The the things you miss in the headlines, like the Falcons uh, around the same year pumping extra crowd noise into the stadium and getting fined. Uh, The Carolina Panthers doing something like... Uh, I forgot what the Carolina Panthers did, but they also did something. Um, those teams like I, did stuff that affected the game more than <laughs> footballs ever did. You, you don't hear about it because because Falcons suck, right? So you, you don't you don't hear about it, you don't care about it. It's like it's like but Brady oh Brady's won so therefore even even if he did cheat, uh, it, it's like the worst thing in the world, right? So that, there's another point. But also as far as how much the balls were underinflated, the low for the balls is about twelve point five psi. I think nine or ten, uh, nine of the footballs were 0.1 to 0.3 PSI under. So like 12.4, at the worst. There was one football that was, uh, that was two PSI under and one that was, I think, one PSI under. 
So here's the thing. If you are maniacal in your planning, like Brady and you could also say Belichick are, and you are going to say deflate footballs for your advantage, but you also go through a rigorous uh, breaking in of the footballs to make sure they feel just right for when you're throwing them, wouldn't having a bunch of footballs, all of them, which are getting changed out continuously, having them all at random different uh, air pressures, if it actually matters that much, having them all at different <clears throat> random air pressures affect your feel for it, where you feel the ball is this particularly heavy in this way, one way, but then the next ball you pick up is a little bit different. Wouldn't that hurt you more? Wouldn't like Why would you intentionally do it that way? Wouldn't you try to have them all the exact same amount of PSI under that makes sense, right? But that's the thing. They weren't. There was one ball that was negative two PSI under. It was also the ball that was that Brady threw an interception with that the Colts took back to their sideline, which was illegal. It disappeared for a little bit and then came back out, given to the ref saying, hey, there's something wrong with this ball. I'm not saying the Colts necessarily did anything to it. It's theoretically possible, especially given the fact it was the only ball that was two PSI under and the rest of them were like 0 0.1, 0 0.2. Um, also given... Give just a little bit of science um, for your, you know, we're not going to go there. Um, a little bit of science for you uh, that when balls go from 70 degree weather to uh, almost freezing in like 35 to 40 rock. degree weather. Yeah. It, well, besides the fact that they feel like a rock, like the balls are going to lo lose a little bit of air pressure from there. And Brady has historically liked them on the lower end of the limit, but the limit being 12.5. So say they're like 12.6, 12.5. If they go from 70 to 70 degree indoor to 40 degrees, it's reasonable that they lose like 0 0.2, 0 0.3 PSI. They also tested the Colts balls. Andrew Lux likes his pretty much in the middle at like, I think 13 PSI. The, uh, that, that's his normal, I think. When they when they checked those balls, they were around, uh, I think 12.7, something like that. They also went down a little bit. So, uh, but they weren't under the limit. Right, because Andrew's typical, uh, his typical where he liked the air pressure was right in the middle. But they, when they went under, they were still, you know, over the limit. Um, so, all of that being said, um, it doesn't make if if they were trying to cheat, they did a horrible job of it. Um, so that in and of itself makes me think, okay, this doesn't make sense. Uh, the other information that we've received from you know what from the ideal gas law. Uh, from what the Colts air pressure was compared to what Andrew Luck typically likes it at, all would seem to point at the fact that this wasn't a deliberate act. Again, if it was a deliberate act, how it could it not be a deliberate act? I literally just explained it they, to you. That, That's of why it's a deliberate act. <laughs> Alex, did that make sense? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Thank you. Sorry. In a, in a, in a post game interview, this guy. That, I forgot this guy. I think Derek Carr no, no, is the no, next no, no, John Elway. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, this, this is why this doesn't make no. sense. Sorry. Hold on a second. In a post. How does it make sense? I just explained this. <laughs> in a post game interview. Ooh. I remember. I remember this interview. Yep. Uh, with, a reporter, with, with Thomas a, or Brady. Yeah, a, a reporter asked Brady, you know, did you do this? And he said, I don't believe so. That's it was his exact words. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's hiding something, right? If he said, if you say I don't believe so, that's so no. He unclear. asked, is, he asked, is Tom Brady a cheater? And then he said, he, he no, kind of no. he like scoffed at it because he was surprised by the question. And said, I don't think so. Which I don't. I agree. So. That's a horrible response. What does that mean? How do, how does that not mislead people? 
right? Like, if you say, okay. I don't believe so, it's not yeah, like yeah. you said no. Okay. If he said no, then that's more a definitive answer. But if you say, I don't okay, believe so. Okay, if he so, said no, would you believe him? I wouldn't believe him, no. But if you, <laughs> so, say, but if so, you say, I don't believe so, it's it leads, it makes sure, 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 sure. Well, right, but what that proves... What that proves is that it was a horrible way of responding to that. That in and of itself, <laughs> that in and of itself doesn't prove that he did it, right? But, so like you could get to the point where you're just like, ah, that doesn't look good. And then you have to go from there and look at the, uh, this, this is a big word for you and it, it might be too hard for you to comprehend. You have to look at the facts <laughs> Fan of boy. the situation. <laughs> oh! Okay, okay. Well, um, we'll end it with this. Do you, do you think that Tom Brady cheated? Do you believe that he cheated? Okay, you don't believe these. Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying I've, that... I've looked... I've, I don't because, know. because I was bored one day in school, I actually spent way too much time looking into this <laughs> and legitimately tried to find every video and video source and um, uh, article source that I could on both sides of the arguments. And just from... Uh, first off, I found way more in, in defense of science um as far as the ideal gas law and it was more how it was more reasonable things happened there um but the kind of the arguments for both sides as far as like how many steps they took um the arguments for why this was just a matter of science happening in real time uh went many steps further answering uh, objections to it than the objections to that suggested tom brady cheated did um i Look, I get that you, in all serious, I get you could call me a fanboy and just be like, oh, he just liked the research that, that favored the thing that he wanted to believe. Um, but uh, I would also suggest that football is easily not the most important thing in my life, not even close. Um, and especially because I, I believe that even if Brady cheated, it affected literally nothing. Uh, that if he did, you know, it, it's it's not yeah, it's I mean, not like I, my I entire if, yeah. my entire world is going to collapse if I think Brady cheats again. I guess if he based, did, it literally did nothing. I just team. don't think he did because I don't there. I have never been presented with facts that facts that counter some of the other things that I've heard. I mean, I if he did cheat, I can understand this because when I played, I played flag football in middle school, and I remember I would warm up always with a little bit of a less deflated ball. There was a mm -hmm. specific ball that I liked. Because it feels so much better, mm -hmm. right? If you have a ball that fits your hand, man, it's so much easier to throw. And it's so much nicer. It feels more smooth, but... Well, there's a difference between having a, sl a, a little bit of cushion to the ball, which I get. Like, I would rather just a tad bit of cushion to the ball as opposed to something that's hard as a rock, right? Yeah. But, like, by no means would I ever want something, especially if it was 2 PSI <laughs> under. That would just hurt. Yeah. That, that, that would be a problem if it was 2 PSI under. Um, or, or even too, even too far <laughs> under the limit. Um, the, if it has just a, just a, just a touch bit of cushion, that's good. But if it gets, if, if it doesn't have enough air in it, it's just going to be harder to throw. It's going to be a worse spiral. It's gonna, does, it might be easier for the receiver to catch, but it's not going to be easier for me to throw. But does deflating a ball though, make it easier for a quarterback to throw? Would it make it more comfortable for him? It, it makes sense that it would, right? I heard that I heard that the whole time about the deflate gate. Depending, there were other quarterbacks doing it too. Sure, I heard that. There so are, I guess it's not it would just really Tom depend Brady. on how far it was going down. And I, and I can understand like I can understand the argument of saying, "Oh, it didn't that much effect." And it probably didn't. But it, to me it's just like if Tom Brady is so like why would he even why would that be even something that came up and would be, he be involved with, right? That's the thing. Come it's, on, it's, it's like it's, it's Joe. So, you have you agree yeah. with that? Like why? That it's, why that's would, so small. There would be no point to it. 
Yeah, I mean, right, but yeah. like that. Well, I, honestly, I feel like that works more in favor of what I'm saying because, like, it's, <clears throat> first off, it's it's so small, it's so pointless. Why would you risk, um, you know, the the insanity that was brought upon him because of that? When in reality, like, your preference is typically around twelve point six psi. Yeah. Like, why would you do? It doesn't really make any sense. It's like if you're gonna, if you <laughs> kind of like uh, Mike was asking in Monsters Inc. If you're gonna, it's, first off, it's cretin. If you're gonna threaten me, do it properly. If you're gonna cheat, do it properly, <laughs> like in a way that actually helps you, not not something stupid like football is being point two psi hundred <laughs> so as randomly. Let's move on just, to the def- the spy gate. What was that again? I'll let Joseph take it. I don't so, know as much. So essentially for a while, uh, at least from my understanding, uh, is that teams would, you know, teams videotape other teams uh, at, at their games. Um, and at least at least for a while, I don't know how long this lasted, but for a while, like teams could place their people at certain places in the stadium to be able to do this. And um, But at a certain point, the commissioner... Uh, there was a either a rule change or a statement reinforcing a rule change that, hey, if you are not you you're allowed to have your people come in and film the games, but they have to be up in the in the boxes filming. They can't be down like in the stands, getting close enough, um, which gives you an easier way of seeing be, people's that's, signals. That's an, right. Oh, so you're that's you're an not allowed advantage. to do that. Right. That's yeah, an unfair yeah, yeah. Where where it's where it's where it's way too easy to be able to see people's signals and to be. I okay. mean, like people steal or look for signals in film and watching people all the time right it happens all the time but um as far as being able to film it and look back on it uh in ways that are clear and obvious like the nfl is like okay you can't do this and they put out a memo i think in 2006 for the 2006 season being like hey if you're doing this like we're reinforcing this rule now stop cool belichick didn't stop and he kept having his people closer, like down in the stands, getting a much better view of people's signals. Again, everybody's taping and trying to figure out signals, but this was like a much easier way of figuring out what those were in a sense. That, gave, that was clearly an unfair advantage. Um, and in 2007, Eric Mangini, who was one of who had previously been a, a Patriots, uh, one of their assistant coaches, was with the Jets as a head coach. And he was aware of some of the stuff that happened and was like, Hey, I know that you, you know, you do this sometimes. He didn't think according to him, he didn't think that it was like the worst cheating scandal ever or anything like that. Like it was just like, Oh my gosh, like this gives like the most unfair advantage ever. And like, um, it's completely taking advantage of us. But like, it, it was like, he knew it was like a little bit of an unfair advantage and was like, Hey, like, look, I know you do this. Don't do it to me. You know, I know what you're doing. Like, don't just, just don't do it to me. Like, yeah, cause we work together and all this stuff. Belichick didn't listen and he did it to them and either coach Mangini or one of his assistants or whatever saw what they were doing, reported it to the league Mm. and then it blew up, which to be fair, it was cheating. It wasn't the right thing to do. Um, Eric Mangini, who's the one who quote unquote ratted them out, thinks it was overblown. Other people think like, no, like that's not being overblown. I mean, you have to think that's, as well, like they were at a time when the Patriots were like so dominant. Sure. They were, they were, everyone was looking for a reason just to right. pile Bring it down. on. Yeah. Right, right, right. So like <clears throat> it was, it was. For both Deflategate and Spygate. Right? It was cheating. Um, but the, the media storm that came behind it. Um, was a Portrayed it to be like, yeah. uh, <clears throat> portrayed it to be an insane level of cheating essentially to the point of, um. 
like no other team could possibly beat them just because they knew every in and out about every team well, here, from an unfair advantage. Here's my question is like... <laughs> According... Now, I, it's hard for me as an outsider to say one way or the other how true that is. I would... My thought would be if it was as, mu- as much of a cheating scandal as that the Patriots shouldn't have ever lost a game if that's a situation. Like, they shouldn't have lost a single game. They should have blown mm. literally every single team they came across. This was bef- right before the I mean, that the would bring suspicion, season. but... Sure, but, like... <clears throat> well, here's my question is, if somebody can... What, I mean, it's fair. Like, if one... If the Patriots have guys filming mm-hmm. on the field, why, why yeah. not just make it that everybody can do it? If or, you make it that right. everybody can do it, it's not going to be unfair. Well, right, but That's I think it was it was just narrative. so it was just so easy to get people's signals that uh, to to make it to to kind of balance balance things out. I was like, okay, you can film, but you have to stay up here in the in the press boxes or wherever it was, uh, and not get super down close, <laughs> where it's just like a given that you're going to get somebody's signals. Like you you would actually really have to try or whatever, like almost like a game outside of the game type thing. And Patriot, the the coaching staff or whatever, violated that in some way. Um, so they got punished, rightfully so. Um, so like the, that was a cheating scandal. I'm not. I I don't think I'm qualified to say how much it, how bad. Like it wasn't. It it was a it was a really bad look and it was a bad situation. I'm not qualified to say how much of a bad situation it was in the sense of like, oh this like, you know because a, a, 2006 was when they really started enforcing it. So. The probability of Patriots being the only one doing things at, at this particular time is very low. Like uh, old football players always used to say, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." Right. That's fair. So like it's it's not cheating as far as just bending the rules or going like putting your toes a little bit past it um, is something that's been done constantly um, throughout throughout the years of history of football um, and any sport. But uh, because the Patriots were successful, it got more traction. Did we get to six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Yeah. No. So, uh, <laughs> well, so we got some five. Before, six before was Marino, that, seven was Breeze, before, eight before. was Favre, nine was Rogers, and ten was Stubbeck. Okay. Rogers Dude. is on there. Wow. Fair. What, yeah. I mean, think about this though. Has he won a Super Bowl? Yeah. Dude, what about what about the Raiders though? Jim Plunkett. He won two Super Bowls with the Raiders. Ken Stabler, the Snake. He won one with the Raiders. Like, okay. I don't know if you relate to this, but Derek sorry, Carr. You, you all, be like you, to one. me, here's the thing. You all to can't me, see nobody, the absolutely why is it, bull crap look I'm giving here's him the thing. Like, right Dude, now. Dude, why is it that nobody ever talks about the Raiders? Oh, people well, do that, talk about the Raiders. They about talk that. about how mean they were back in like yeah, the 80s. They were dirty. They were, they were the bad dirty boys. players. They were you the like, bad boys. They, they were, won three they championships. Were, they had, talk about dirty hit. The, the entire Raiders defense would be ejected from the game if they tried to play the way they did today. I mean, they would have guys that would come up and elbow. I mean, it's like the Raiders are known to be dirty bad boys. They I mean, intentionally they came after people. Part of the reason I still don't like the Steelers, even <laughs> though they aren't like that anymore. Like Steelers were kind of the same kind of deal with Steel Curtain, except they were just better at winning than you guys were. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like they were dirty and they won. You guys were just dirty. And you lost. Uh, and you lost. So, except for like, what, one Super Bowl? I think you might have won one. But like, that's still like four times. You know, I mean, we have, we've won three, but we've lost. You know, it takes two, a lot. Me, think, it takes me a lot to get to the point where I'm complimenting the Steelers, but you're getting me there. You know, because of your obsessive fanboy of the Raiders. It's a big rivalry, wow. Raiders and Steelers. But you know, it's just funny because nobody really. 
I go on Facebook sometimes and I just see like I'm I'm in this group with like Raiders fans for life or whatever. Nobody ever talks about them. Nobody really gives them props, but like For good reason. I don't think it's for good reason. Like they they won three Super Bowls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jim Plunkett. That was awesome. It's like he decimated defenses. Jim Plunkett called all of his own plays. And he beat defenses. He beat teams. It's like How is that? Remind me. How was that? They were in the wild how card. That? What? And they went all the way and won the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and beat the Eagles. Remind me. How was that 2002 season? They beat season? the how Eagles. Did that they beat out? the Vikings. They beat the Redskins. How did that 2002 season dude, dude, work dude, dude, out? Dude, dude, like dude, dude. My memory is fading on that for some reason. How is that 2002 season? They beat the best team. Their offensive line was nicknamed the Hogs. Mm-hmm. They beat the Redskins 38-9. to Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in the Super Bowl. But you're not answering my Marcus question. Marcus Allen... Completely obliterated the, you're, their defense. Hold on, hold on. Nobody, you're not answering my see, question. Here's the thing: nobody gives a shit about the Raiders because everybody's like, "Hey, eh, you know, they've always been that mediocre team. They got three Super Bowl wins. Sorry, That's sorry a lot hold more on. Than when, any was, other when, team. when was that last Super Bowl win? When was that? <laughs> Remind me of like the timeline of that. I'm a little. If it was so long ago that just like. Look, it was just so ancient that I, you know, I, I it's all fuzzy in my head. Okay, so remember, just Derek remind Carr, me, of Derek Carr never cheated. cheated. I need you to do. Derek Carr never cheated of the year. He never Tell cheated. Tell me the year. Tom Brady Tell cheated. Tell me the year. Tell me the year. Once a cheater, always. Tell a cheater. me the year. Once a cheater, all right, always. All right. a cheater. What's the year? What's the year that you guys won? God, I don't know. <laughs> you don't even know. Nineteen eighty-five. No, that was yeah, the Bears. That's it. Crazy I thought it, bears. Yeah. That's a long time. Who who ago. is yeah. the who was oh, wait, the you know greatest? What, you know, hold on, no, no, no. You did have more success recently. I forgot the 2002 season where you guys got destroyed by Tampa in the Super Bowl. 49 to 21. John Gruden was their coach. Yeah, yeah crazy. So, uh, so who, who that was the best think? success you've had in the 20th century? You're right. You're right. Fair enough. Who do you think was the greatest team of all time? Great. Who had the greatest oh. team of all time? Some say the 1985 Bears, who had a monstrous defense. I mean. Some say the Raiders. Well, the, the Raiders, Bears had a team that in 1970. I don't know. You could argue that the Bears had, as far as one team goes, uh, or as one as one year goes, that the Bears had the greatest defense of all. You could argue that, although like the the steel curtain for the Steelers, you could argue <clears> it still had more success in four Super Bowls, uh, two of them back to back. It was like it was insane. Um, but like the Bears overall team, their offense was just mediocre. Like the Bears defense is what carried them in that. So like if I'm saying the best best defense, sure, Bears are up there. If I'm saying best team, not necessarily. Who's the best the overall Bears. team that that's, that's a thing. Been, you so know, would you say you might want to say teams? you might want to say the 72 Dolphins just because they were the only team to go undefeated and get out all the way. If the Patriots would have beaten the Giants in Super Bowl 42, I would say that the Patriots of 07 would be the greatest. It's kind of hard to say that now. <laughs> because they didn't win. Um, at the same time, I would still put I would still put the 07 Patriots up there among some of the some of the greatest teams that have ever existed. I don't know if you could put them number one because they didn't win it all. The 2004 Patriots were also really good. That might be the most complete team um, that the Patriots have ever won a Super Bowl. No, I'm fine. Um, the most complete so, team. Okay. That might be the most complete team that the Patriots have ever won a Super Bowl with. Well, there's been a lot um, of teams that have been the most complete team, but they didn't win it. If I had right? to say one at the very be- uh, just off the bat, it might be the 72 Dolphins, begrudgingly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, 
the you know, the Saints they, were a really good team when they won it. I don't know yeah. if they would be the best, but they were also a really good team. Uh, it, there are a lot. For instance, the 2000 Ravens were a great defense, not a great offense, but a great mm-hmm. defense, kind of like the Chicago Bears, all-time greats. Uh, greatest greatest team is tough. I you know if I if I knew the question was coming, would have prepared for it beforehand. I probably would have dug a little bit more to because you can rage right? right. It's like who had the best offense, who had the best defense. You know, people it's say who had the best team. Defense wins championships, and it does. But like, who had the best overall team? Who had the best offense? Who had the best defense with their offense? And who had the best like play calling? Who had the best coach? My instinct you know, is like, to say the seventy two Dolphins, just because yeah. they. Did actually went they went through a whole season and won the Super Bowl and undefeated never lost a game. That would be that would be that would be my first guess. Um, 07 Patriots were really good. The which year? Broncos. No, they wouldn't. They were a really good team, but they weren't all time great. Uh, there were the the Seahawks that won the Super Bowl against the Broncos were a really good team. I have to do more digging, but like was if I'm to, if I'm to, to just go off of instinct, seventy two dolphins. Yeah, I mean Dan. Well, did they have? Was that when Dan Marino was there? No, or no, he that was, was before. He was, that was he was later, right? Yeah, Marino was like <clears throat> late. I think it was eighties <laughs> into nineties. I think that was his career. So anyway, yeah, Breeze is my number seven. Favre is my number eight. Rogers is my number nine. Staubach is my number ten. I almost put Autogram in there as number ten, mm. but I put Staubach instead. Mm. I don't know. Greatest running backs though. Jim Brown. Jim Probably Brown, Jim Brown. Greatest running What's back. What's the other guy? Um, Adrian um, Peterson. He played for the Lions. Yeah. Walter yeah, yeah, Payton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, oh no, 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 no. Walter um, Payton. Oh name? my God! Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Barry, Sanders. Yeah. Barry Sanders. He was another guy you couldn't tackle. Insane. Another guy. One of the greatest. Who was the guy? Who was the guy that was nicknamed the Fridge? <laughs> that was Steelers, um, right? That, no, that was no, Bears. That, that was, was the Bears. He just plow through people. I mean, you couldn't tackle yeah. him. But he was a defensive lineman, I think, and that just they put him in the fullback position. It was just like goal line, big man, give yeah. ball, run. What is plow. your thoughts? What is Touchdown. your thoughts on the new? Roar. What is your thoughts on the new taunting rules? Oh, I, oh let's okay. go. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. The one thing we might agree, we might, I might actually stoop down and agree with I you. Agree. Let's go. I agree with you on a lot of things, but to <laughs> me, to me, the new taunting rules are just garbage. Are garbage. I mean, okay, I'm the kind of guy that likes to watch players talking shit to each other, right? Sure. I'm sure. the kind of guy that like oh, likes yeah. to see a same. big hit and the guy stand absolutely over and say, like you're, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like. Come yeah, on! Yeah, I mean, like it's football. We're okay. not watching like. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You can have Cooking professional. Betty, part of professional sports is not just the game, but it's the attitude of the players in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't I, like I it, it, if you don't like it, stop it. <laughs> Bottom like, line, I am totally in agreement with you on that. I think, um, yeah, I, it, it's if you again, if you don't like it, stop it. Do something yeah, about do it. do something else. I, granted, okay, so part of this has to do with how I was raised, right? So I was, uh, my dad uh, taught me how to do- this child, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. My parents- Hit were, him! No, 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 no. My parents were wonderful people and would never consider doing something like that to me. Um, so, uh, I, but my dad taught me how to play football, how to play basketball, how to play chess. He taught me how to play a lot of different games. Nice. My dad never let me win. <laughs> Ever. He would, he would like, especially if we were playing chess, like, 
open a couple avenues to see if I would take advantage of it. But he always had the game in control. He never let me win. <clears throat> Playing football. Like, he taught me how to throw a ball and stuff like that. And part of the way he taught me how to throw a ball is he'd start throwing it soft. And the next one a little harder. Next one a little harder. Next one a little harder. Until eventually I would just be, like, moving out of the way because I was, like, a kid. And I was, like, I can't catch that. I can't <laughs> win. You know, he's in his 30s at that point, kind of a physical prime. And I'm just, like, scrawny little 13-year-old Joseph being, like, Mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. That, that ball will kill me. Um, so, and, and then even if we ever happened to be playing a game, uh, if my dad was on the opposite team, it was just like, nope, if, if he was a quarterback and needed to run and I was on the opposite team, he would try his best to outrun me, which wasn't hard when I was 12. Um, so there was, he would not let me win. He would give me moments to see if I would take advantage of opportunities, but he never let me win. Um, and that pissed me off. (laughs) Not that he didn't let me win, but that I I wasn't winning. Hmm. Eventually that got to me. And I was so persistent, like, no, I am going to win at this event. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. One day I did beat him in chess, barely, but I beat him in chess. And then I remember the first day that I realized I could outrun my dad. I think I was like 16, 17. And um, I was playing on a different team, uh, just a pickup football game. And I was supposed to be making, you know, five Mississippi before you can rush the quarterback. And he started to run before that, tried to go around me. My first thought is he's going to outrun me. I go after him tag him because it's we're playing with kids and adults in the same group so it's like two-hand touch and uh i tag him like wait i just outran my dad and then i got better at throwing the ball than him and now instead of me being like oh dad i'm tired i want to get this like now he's like oh you know my back is like we gotta go inside (laughs) okay whatever dad (laughs) you know because he's in his later 40s now so it's like you know i'm more physically uh not as drained when it comes to throwing a football, I guess. Uh, But, you know, he never let me win. And that drove me to finally win. And it worked, right? Mm. So I'm very much of the mentality, if you don't (laughs) like something, do something about it, right? Uh, So kind of the same thing with taunting. It's like, okay, like, if you don't like it, fix it. Make it so that he's not taunting at you. Matter of fact, use an opportunity to get back at him with your words like, um, what's his... uh, was it Carlton Davis or whatever the safety's uh, name did to, yeah. to Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl? Deuces. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was so exactly. Good. I love exactly. that. It was like, that was fantastic. The Chiefs lose. And he went, I was like, oh, Deuces. Was <laughs> that was fantastic. That, made me temporarily that was so good. Fan. That was so good. Right? That was if, so fun. If you don't like something, if, if you don't like somebody talking to you, do something about it. I remember I have to tell this story. I'm, I'm sorry. This is slightly off topic, but I have to tell this story um, because I played uh, flag football at Franciscan uh, nice. in, in with an intramural. You did yeah, yeah. with your scrawny body? I'm a quarterback. I'm a good quarterback. I'm I'm um, I was kidding. I was no, no, no. It's okay. I mean, I am skinny. Like, I am. Um, but, like, I'm a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> fairly accurate with it. Um, and we were playing... Um, I won't name the household, <laughs> but basically I was playing with, <laughs> no, actually we did play MDG. We beat them both times, but they were very good and they had us close the whole time. Nice. Uh, but we were playing a household, a nameless household that, cause I was, I wasn't a part of a household, but I was playing with a bunch of my friends around Fishers of Men. And at cool. that time, to- at that time, Fishers of Men had some like some fairly athletic guys. Yeah, they yeah. were dudes. Right. And, um, 
And on top of that, I had a friend of mine who ran track with Christian McCaffrey in Colorado and was like a second slower Are you than serious? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ran Good track friend with of mine. Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, he was a second or two slower than him. Did you go to Stanford? No, in Colorado. I don't remember exactly. But in high school. Yeah. In high school. Oh, oh, high school. Um, <clears throat> so, like, yeah, a friend of mine, wicked fast, insane. Like, I'm, like, six inches taller than him, and his hops are enough to, to beat me out by a few inches. It's wow. crazy. Uh, but he's, like, really fast. And he – he I we've always always have wanted to play football together, and he moved here back in the day when I was still in school, and we played together. It was great. Uh, and we were playing – so it was us against this other household that was – not very physically gifted. Um, they looked like they had all just gotten out of a D&D session and were uh, just, just decided, yeah, we'll try this for fun. Um, that's physically how it looked, except for like the guy who's playing safety. He actually looked like he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them, like, not that they didn't know what football was, but like they just weren't physically gifted enough to keep up with our guys, right? And so we were like scoring on them left and right. I remember our first score, um, I ran it in for a touchdown. And uh, my friend who was the former track athlete was like, Joseph, throw me the ball. Right before I ended up running in and score, I was like, yeah, okay. I was thinking to myself, okay, I'll look look like every way, you know, give everybody an equal shot. But I just, there were a couple people that were kind of open, but the best option was for me to run it in. So I did. But then we went for the two-point conversion because it's Franciscan. We don't have goalposts, right? So he was like, (laughs) he was like, Joseph, throw me the ball. And he's like, this guy can't cover me. And I was like, Okay, he's saying this to me a second time. So let's see. So we get to the line and I'm in the shotgun and I look over to my right and no no joke, right? They don't bring a safety over or anything. It's But it is goal line, right? I look over, my guy, my friend, who's like rain track with Christian McCaffrey, the only guy lined up across from him that's remotely close to him is this poor little freshman that's probably like <laughs> five four. That's skinnier than I am. <laughs> against somebody who's five eight and ran track against Christian McCaffrey. Oh, come on. That like yeah, he, <clears throat> he's I, getting the ball. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to destroy this child. That's that's the thought <laughs> that goes through my mind. I'm just like, oh, this poor kid. I'm just like throwing it right at him. Single cut like. Single coverage was never that easy because typically like in backyard football, single coverage isn't as much of a given as in like mm-hmm. in regular football where it's like, yeah. okay, somebody's <clears throat> single covered, but like there's a place where you can put the ball while they have their back turned and like single coverage is what you look for as a quarterback. In backyard football, a lot of people, you know, aren't good with the timing thing. And if you throw the ball before they're looking, they like don't know where to look and catch it. So like you can man up somebody in backyard football and it not it not be like, oh, that person's open to, to throw it to. But in this situation, I was like. They are definitely open. <laughs> they, it's, they might as well put nobody out there because. So I, that's literally all I did. I just like hiked the ball, didn't even do a step back, just got in my stance, chucked it up, caught it, right? But the part that actually relates to what we were talking about was later on in the game, we were crushing them. It was like 28 to nothing at this point. And we were looking to score again in, in, in the end zone. And by this point, I had been going to my friend, who is the track athlete, a lot, right? So they kind of got the picture. I was like, oh, we need to double cover this guy because otherwise he'll destroy us. Um, so that, so we're, in, we're like in a goal line situation. And they take their safety. They don't even pretend, right? They don't even just like keep him in the middle and then pretend and then have him go over to help protect, protect uh, my guy. Um, they just like bring him all the way over immediately. Like they're showing double coverage hard. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm looking into my slot position. I, did either of you know uh, Josh Cash? 
You're dead. Okay, cool. Well, he's a guy that I went to school with. He was a year or two older than I was, but he was like six foot five. And I hadn't gone to him a lot in the game, but he had pretty steady hands. There were just other people that ended up being open more often than he yeah. was. But he was like in my, he was in the slot position, right? And I'm like, as I'm getting up to the line and kind of looking at the coverage, which is basic man because it's backyard, basically backyard football, but organized. And I was like, hmm, Josh has a height advantage. And the times I have thrown him the ball, he's been pretty consistent. I think I might throw Josh the ball at this point. Like, I think I'm going to look to him first. So I hike the ball and look in that direction, right? Do you know that the corner looked right at me, looking at Josh and came on a corner blitz? Oh, come oh, on. No. no way. No way. And it's not like they had like a <laughs> lineman drop out into coverage to try and fool me, right? Or somebody who was playing the linebacker drop out into a zone, right? Or drop out and take like – because that's the thing. Like I see that happen and I'm like – going that way anyway (laughs) but like i start to like draw like cock back to like throw the ball but as i'm doing it i'm like is this a mistake like am i missing something like this can't be this easy right this can't be this easy like somebody's peeling out to try and fool me right it can't it can't be this and i threw a really wobbly pass but it was on point and he caught it and it was a touchdown and uh, mostly at Franciscan or murals it's like oh you just congratulate your own team but you don't say anything to the other team like you don't get into that I talked to them a you little bit. You started talking shit. Oh, no. I talked to them a little bit. You were talking yeah, shit. To be dude. fair. You're to like, be fair. What were you doing? I mean, <laughs> to be fair. 6'5 guy. I am, I am of the Philip Rivers mindset when it comes to trash talking. Oh, trash talking let's go. Trash talking hard. Let's go. Big Philip Rivers is my second favorite second favorite player in the NFL. Favorite person that's ever favorite person that's ever been in the NFL. Favorite person, second favorite player. Did he retire? Yeah, he retired. Yeah, he retired. But... I what was like, I'm a, when it comes to, to when it comes to when it comes to trash talking, I am of the Philip Rivers mindset, where like I will trash, like I'm willing to trash talk somebody hard, especially when it comes to board games, like, like especially especially if somebody comes after me first, I will tra- and I come and beat them. I, I will like trash talk, I will trash talk the crap out of them, right? Uh, but like I, I love the Philip Rivers mindset where I will trash talk the crap out of them, but also not cuss. Um, like that's. That is that is my that is that's kind of like my memo that I adopt from him. Thank you, Philip. Hope to meet you someday. <laughs> but uh, dude, you used to dude, go to mass with Philip, right? Dude, that's awesome. Alex is from that's San Diego, awesome. so he you used to see him after mass. Tom right? Brady is my favorite player, but Philip Rivers friends. is my favorite person in the NFL. Family really friends, awesome. dude. Family dude, friends, Philip Rivers. He's coming over for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Are you okay, serious? I remember. I remember wait, wait, hold on a minute. He yes. came over for dinner. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah. And we we. We threw football, actually. Uh, what? Yeah, You're joking. Did. No, no, no. I'm not. You are pulling my well, leg. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't and deflate the ball, did he? <laughs> no. But <laughs> I, it was at our local park, and I, I like, oh, I'm going to go out and like catch a, uh. catch a ball or whatever. He threw it. I look up, and it was like, <laughs> 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 I was like all right, okay, cool. we're good. Yeah. No, we're, that's it. Dude, he's that is cool, my dude. dream. Yeah. He's, not he's, just Phil. I mean, like, I'd love to meet, you know, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, a lot of different quarterbacks, but. Philip, dude, he's able to catch a pass from an NFL quarterback would be incredible. I've done it once. That's another thing that I love about. Oh my gosh, can you can you hook me up? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think he's he's moving to Alabama. Yeah. Is he? he? He's out of I know he's, he's going to be coaching high school. Or yeah, he's coaching yeah. high school football. Yeah, he's doing the Brett Favre thing. Yeah. He's been yeah. with the Chargers for a long time. Well, yeah. then he was with the Colts. He would be awesome yeah. as an announcer. 
Like, like you really? Like you think so? He'd be yeah. talking shit yeah. as everybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta know what he's doing. What are you doing over there? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think he'd be great as an announcer. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Who knows? That would be interesting. Would I, I be. never thought of Philip Rivers. Granted, I haven't heard him speak much, but like, I just love him as. You know, both he's a, a pro cool athlete guy, yeah. and a quarterback as a Catholic, and just he's a, a super cool Catholic of that. too. Yeah, one he has, thing he has is, yeah. kids and stuff. One thing that I love is when you see like professional sports players, but they're you know they're Catholic, mm. and that's such a testament to yeah. um, letting letting people know that Catholicism works in the high end yeah. world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've just been so frustrated though. Like going back to the taunting, I've been so frustrated with the taunting. Mm -hmm. Like it's. To me, I love hype, right? I love yeah. the hype in a game. Like, if you're good, like two teams are really good, I want them to talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I want them to be in each other's faces and talk to each other. Like, you know Stephen A. Smith? I love Stephen yes. A. <laughs> yeah, I love yes. Stephen A. Uh, I, you might you might know this all you know this quote already, Stephen but I remember him him and him and Max talking about Michael Jordan one time. Yeah. And uh, even <laughs> if you guys know, I'm gonna say it for the people that are listening. Um, Stephen A. and Max were talking one time about Michael Jordan, and Michael Michael Jordan was famous for trash talking players. Oh, right, he was he did, so good, he, Matt, he was, incredible, yeah. right? Um, and Stephen A. I guess had a lot of conversations with Michael and so on and so forth. And Max was talking to him about this one time, and Max recalls how he was asking him about the trash talking, and then mentioned that, oh yeah, <clears throat> trash talked to his opponents to be able to get in their head so he'd have an advantage on. And uh, Stephen had, Stephen had said no. Jordan didn't, Jordan didn't do it because of that, according to what Jordan told him. Uh, Jordan trash-talked people to get the <laughs> best out of them so that when he beat them, he could say, I got the best. Come on. Oh, right? dude. That is so gangster. <laughs> that, oh, that my so gosh. That, that is so gangster. That <laughs> is greatness crap. on display. Oh. And that is why the taunting penalties are so horrid. That is they are, beautiful. They are that literally not that encouraging is, greater un, play among oh, athletes. That is beautiful. Oh my that gosh. Fantastic. Taunt them to get the best out of them. And so now- So he can beat them. Like, like I taught, I like trash talk people when I play board games with them or I play like sure, every yeah. now and then, like if I if I can, like I'll, I'll, tr I'll trash talk every now and That's then. That's so but cool. But like when, when so I hear cool. that being said, I was like, you know what? Like I never like thought about that why I do it, but that makes so much sense. I want to beat somebody at their best. I don't like it if somebody yeah. goes into a game being like, wow, oh, you know, I don't really care, wow. or oh, I'm gonna let you in because you care so like, much about wanna, it. I, every wanna, single time yeah. somebody's like, oh, I might go easy on you. Like, even if it's joking, I'm like, don't you dare. You wanna I could be so frustrated yeah. if you're crushing me right now on this, but don't you dare go easy on me. Oh, go your hardest. Yeah. Because if that I beat so you, gangster. I wanna know that I beat you. <laughs> that, that is, is so gangster. gangster. Yeah. That is so gangster, that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. So now every time I trash talk, talk somebody, I'm thinking to myself, yay. That, You're not doing it I know I, I got the words for why I'm doing it now. Yeah. Like I'm doing it because I want to beat you at your best. Yeah. yeah. You know? And if I can't beat you at your best, whatever but like yeah, yeah. at least i got you that point right yeah. i got you to, either you're at your best i either i got you there or whatever um and then uh yeah i can yeah let's go let's go Damn, dude son. i don't know i've been i've been yeah like i said i've been increasingly frustrated with the taunting world because to me it just feels like they're taking the love out of the game you know mm -hmm. like here's the thing it's a game it's a game between professional athletes that work their asses off in training 
to come to each game, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's that, and it's like, why not let them? Well, also why not so let themselves the immerse even, into the game. Even right? then, it's not. Hold on, it's not just like them playing the game. It's them like you don't just play the game to play the game. You play the game to be immersed into it with other players yeah. to get into their head to gain an advantage. Like, that's just a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Why take that beautiful part away? If somebody's like, not mentally strong sucks. enough, then that's, yeah, it's part of the game. You can expose them. It's like, why take that away? Let them play. It's, the people want to see that. The people want to see hype. Dudes. The people, <laughs> dude, they do. Yep. They, they do want to see that. And it's like, why not let them, why not let the players just roll with that? You know, it's like, come on. Like, you, and it's a big thing. It's it like fifteen yard penalty, automatic first down. Have you guys ever it been sucks. like taught, like taunted, or somebody like talk something to you, and you'd be like, you know what? Forget you. Does that ever happen to you guys? It happened to me once. It's happened yeah. to me before. I'm like, yeah, screw you, dude. I know I'm. What, what than was you. the situation? Like, yours? I was actually playing basketball. It wasn't football because t- I haven't been, <laughs> I haven't been taunted <laughs> in football for a while. Um, Did you play high school football? Uh, not, not, uh, not organized. Okay. I played a lot of backyard football. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I was playing basketball. I think I was a senior at Franciscan and I was just trying to practice free throws. Um, just trying to get better at those. Cause I'm not the greatest shooter when it comes to basketball, but I am fairly good at defense. Um, and I was just practicing shooting and there's some guys playing behind me in the, at the hoop behind me and they were like, Hey, you want to join us? I was like, yeah, sure. So I started playing and this guy did a triple move on me and I bid on the double, right? I didn't expect a single, but I bid on the double and he uh, triple move went around me, got a layup and somebody on my own team. And I don't know any of these guys, right? I don't know who <laughs> any of these guys are. Somebody on my own team started being like, like, like talk Joe, to me a little suck. bit. As I was walking by, I was like, the fr- like remembered my name. It was like the frick Joseph. What was that? Or whatever he said, it was like, come on. What was Joseph? Like that was, that was horrible. What was that? Something like that. And, uh, Again, I don't know this guy. I, I've never met this guy before <laughs> in my life. And I didn't say anything to him, but I thought to myself, what? <laughs> oh my God. Frick, you know, See, watch this. The and then we played three games, I think up to 15. I think I was only scored on two more times. Oh, you know, oh like, shit. Which probably wouldn't have oh, happened shit. if yeah. that if that yeah, hadn't happened. That yeah. If that hadn't happened, I might have because like in general, I'm like, okay, basketball, football is definitely my main sport. But like I can I can play basketball, but it's not something I ever exert myself too much or just like yeah. I don't it, it just, but something that couldn't have happened otherwise came out in me when that guy mm. like my own team teammate yeah. was just like, frick you, you just you know, oh, you're not that good. Shit. You know, Joe, here's the came thing. out in me, didn't only two more times did anybody score Joe, on me in that game. here's the thing. Like, yeah. Three games. Sorry. Like, if your own teammate talks smack to you, it's like he's trying to make you better, I think. Like, mm-hmm. your own teammate's not going to talk sure, sure, sure. To, to make you worse. Well, right? imagine what would happen if somebody on the other team, would, nobody would have scored on me for the rest right. of the three it's games. It's like, it's like if, if the opposing player talks smack to you, it's not like... It's not like he's trying to build you up, right? Why would why would an opposing person mm-hmm. want to do that? He, he's trying to build you down so he can get an advantage. Mm-hmm. But to me, in, enforcing a rule that's basically saying you can't talk smack to somebody else, like it's football. You know, it's a game. It's a game. It's not like this taunting party is fest. Fun. It's, it's, it's taunting, fun. It's fun yeah. and it's awesome. And you're. you're Almost to me, it's like you're doubting 
that the that the player has some sort of mental strength. And at the end right? of the it's day, like, you come forward like bros, be like, hey, good game, nothing personal, exactly. right? They meet exactly. In the that's good sportsmanship. That's how it ends up. Exactly. They meet in the we don't hold grudges. And they talk yeah. like, hey, good game. Like in the middle of the field, they do that. Like they don't honestly a lot. Most of the time, they don't mean it, but they're saying it to get an advantage. Sometimes they do mean it, but like. If you're a ref and you're gonna limit that, it's like, let him play. Yeah. Let allow the personality of the player to come out during yeah. the game. Absolutely. You know, it's like that's part of the game. Mm -hmm. It's like letting the player not just show his athletic ability, mm -hmm. but to show his mental ability as well. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. You know, it's like, come on, it's 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 who a player is, it's who they put themselves to be as they're playing the game. Agreed. Not Don't just limit them. Let them show both yeah. of their abilities. Sure. Right? It, may, it makes sense. Wow. I and the one showing their ability, the Kellen and Alex show. I can't believe that. Dude, this because two hours we had that... has gone by like nothing. Well, last time, it was, last time it was three hours. We still, you know, we still got plenty <laughs> we of time. We keep going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stop this. Let's, let's go. Yeah, no, actually, that it, it's it's weird how for that entire conversation, I forgot that you were actually a ludicrous Raiders fan for a second. Like, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more hour, Derek Carr. All right, tell, tell me all please the Derek I am Carr. never coming back if you <laughs> oh, see this. No. Here's the thing. I, something that, yeah. Oh, what have we got ourselves Obviously, we have our, we have our preferences as who our team is, but like the last thing that the last thing that I want to see is like really like referees getting into games that are stopping the game. Right? Sure, sure. It's like it's so frustrating. Can we talk about this season now? You know, this season is I and mean, this this week probably because I should probably be in thing, pain like, about the Patriots Bucks wanna, game. <laughs> if we want to talk about the Jaguars or Trevor Lawrence, we want to talk about <laughs> the Patriots and like Mac Jones. Like you can't. It's their first year. You can't be so harsh onto those players as to be like, oh, they suck. You know, it's like, it's their first year. Mac Jones, you, he's not going to go 15 yeah. and 2. Like, mm -hmm. it's a whole new level from going from college to NFL. You know, so it's like, you, you can't blame those players. You know, if, if Trevor Lawrence throws three interceptions, you know, don't, I mean, yeah, he needs to get better. But don't blame him. Just all the blame on him from just being a, a shitty sure. quarterback. Sure, sure. It's, uh, it's the, their first year. The story continues, but uh, we're going to end it there with the Cullen Alex show. Uh, Joseph, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for this on. has been, oh my goodness. Like, this was awesome. Uh, this was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we did our very serious yeah. podcast, and then now we have our NFL one. Any so. final comments you want to end with? What would it if you could describe the taunting rule in, in one word? What would it be? Would it be? Uh, ludicrous. Um, okay, there you go. So, Satan. Yeah, no. <laughs> wow, that's that's a little far. Um, I would say that the uh, regarding football now, I think was probably the only thing I would have liked to discuss more. But the the Bucks Patriots game this 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 week on Sunday. We'll see what happens. I am. We'll see what happens. I am going to be in pain and joy all at the same time, regardless of what happens. That is my mentality. I think the Bucks are going to win because they lost to the Rams. Final score. Um, final score prediction. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say thirty-eight to twenty-four. That's fair. I'm going to say uh, twenty-seven to seventeen Bucks. Twenty-eight, fourteen Bucks. Yeah, fair. Bucks are just too talented. Uh, I, th I think it's going to be a double-digit win for the Bucks for sure. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure Brady wants to hang 50 on him. Yeah. I'm sure that he does. Um, Why, I think though. I mean, it's his, it's his team though, right? It's like his team. Well, yeah, but given how things play. ended, as far as Belichick continually treating him like a sixth round pick, even Belichick when he, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You obviously him. haven't been up to date with dude. Dude, I haven't, stuff. bro. I've been following. It pains me to hear the the kind of riff that is very possibly slash probably between Belichick and Brady. It really hurts me so, because so I just want them to get along. Joe, All right, we'll end it there. Thank you for listening to the Kellen and Alex show. Joe, the party always bro. continues. Thanks. Joseph, thank you hey, for coming we'll on, you. and we'll have you on again. Okay. All right, peace, guys. If there's a Christian religion, then it's Catholicism or nothing. What politics actually is, art of people living together, orienting one another towards virtue. And the person was like, dude, flirting is the abortion of love. This is the most worthy, most exciting, most adventurous. Drop a nuke uh, on the Franciscan bubble. The Kellen and Alex Show. God could have stopped it if he Permissive will. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why God would allow something like that to go through. But then again, God allows God allows you to go to... on and on. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Truth, okay. <laughs>